yeah, that sounds better. And guess what, folks? Sean's talking about the music, you know what that must mean. He's here. It's now. It's Ed. Ed Sean. It's a Geekstars. <laughs> Welcome to episode 435 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. The boys are back in town. I have to kind of... <laughs> okay, folks. Um, hi, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, it's my job now to get you up to speed because we had a great like first hour, but guess what? Didn't record. <laughs> Ed and I are finally back in two-bib production studios. <laughs> <laughs> and we basically forgot how to do this. But <laughs> for, I'll recap. Ed and I are not used to wearing pants. <laughs> okay. Um, Ed bought the uh, pre-ordered the Mandalorian rifle from Nerf. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't look anything like it. Uh, but it's kind of cool. Makes sounds. I held it. Felt like a Nerf gun, except extended. Um, we talked about the Mandalorian. We talked about hey, they brought Cad Bane in. How all the fanboys of the show came their pants. You know, they're like, yeah! and then somebody went, you know what? I think I do better. You know, what he's got he's, he needs to be a little bit bluer. Uh, but and then in the middle of all that, Ed starts running around like like a chicken without a head, and he's grabbing a monitor, and I'm trying to stretch it out because I'm, he's doing stuff. I'm making him laugh, and you know it's on the fly and it's live. He plugs the monitor in, turns everything on, goes shit. We're not recording, <laughs> <laughs> or it was recording, and then it wasn't recording, and it's like okay, well fine, let's start over again. We start over again, and for the whole time, I could not hear myself through my headphones. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I don't, it's not the first time it's ever happened. I'll just keep moving on with that. Then I was like, you know what? I want to see something. And I was like, let me just check the microphone for a second. And I go and click my microphone off the entire time. So not only did we not record, it didn't matter anyway because I couldn't be heard anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Ed talked about the protege movie that he saw. We all compared it to other female action flicks that you should see before the protege. Um, uh, what we else? talked about Aziz Osario. Aziz Osario. There's a 30 minute uh, Netflix special that he has. Ed watched it to save you the time. Don't bother. Oh. He's still not funny. He disappeared because of sexual misconduct allegations brought upon him. And then he kind of was like, instead of bringing it, but that was before. It was in 2018, and you know, two years later, holy shit, the world decides to fold in on itself because of the pandemic. And he thought he can get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> and he thought like, well, if I go back to my stand-up comedy, excuse me, I burp because I have soda in me. Um, he'd be like, oh, no one will notice, and maybe yeah, but you know what we're noticing there, Aziz, you're not still not funny. <laughs> and I said how in Park and Rex, I can't watch the show because he's in it. Amy Poehler's in it, and I really don't find them funny. I think uh, Aubrey Plaza, which I remember her name now this yeah. time, and Chris Pratt are funny, and and um, um, o- um, Overman or Opperman, whatever. Nick Overman. Nick, Nick Overman, who, by the way, is married to the woman who played uh, in um, Will and Grace, uh, the drunk one. Yeah. Uh, who then had her own show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn. And, and, and still has the look of something. <laughs> uh, geez, I can't think of her name. 
you know, it's not, it's not even on the tip of my tongue. It's like kind of like three tongues back. <laughs> it's like I kind of can see her face. She kind of talks kind of nasally. Yeah, hey, Jack. <laughs> uh, she was, she, her real name is Megan. Uh, Malali. Malali, yes. Yeah, so she played Karen Walker. In Karen the, Walker, in yes. Boy, Grace. You know, <laughs> she was, like a, yeah, she was sassy, they would say. Yeah. Uh, what else we talk about? So the protege. You pretty much caught us all. Caught us all up in what, like two minutes? <laughs> You're welcome. And what else you do this weekend? <laughs> that was it. How about you? <laughs> it's now your turn. Um, okay, well, uh, I, I, and I lost an employee. Did you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I know where he's at. He's just not doing the job anymore. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> he, he decided to quit. Um, Typical normal gripe. Uh, it's, it's, his, it's his right. I'm not going to hold it against him. It's not that. But so now I'm in the process of interviewing people to kind of you know make uh, some amend, makes to kind of fill a void almost. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is that sometimes the people who apply for jobs don't know how to apply for jobs. Like, and when was the last time you were on a job interview, or when was the last time you had? A, did you ever have to interview somebody for a job? Um. Uh, yeah, I did actually. Um, well, I, I, I was part of the interview process, you could say, because I had to ask questions, and, right, right, you right. know, and, and get my, you know, get get kind of my feel of what this person will be like, you right. know, because you, okay. you, usually not the first interview, usually like it's like right. the second interview, like I'll be a part of that group because now it's like, well, let's see, like, do you have any technical skills? Because I'll right. ask those kind of questions. Um. So yeah, so I've been a part of that process. I haven't been on an interview in twenty years, so right. let's put it that way. I will be a hundred percent honest with you, Ed. My interviewing skills are not the greatest when mm-hmm. it comes to job interviews. Um, I can be a good interviewee, but not a good interviewer. All right, so I kind of have to rely on a personality. And in my job, you kind of want, you need a kind of a personality because you need to talk video games, you need to talk systems, things like that. You know, mm. like it would be personable to a degree. Mm. Uh, some are very personable, I. But you always seem to remember remember the bad ones. And whew, did I have a bad one yesterday, Ed? <laughs> I I to the, I will, the name I won't bring up the names. It was it was a girl. Um, and not that that's a whole against her. I you know we we get girl gamers in all the time. Right. You know. Um, emphasis being on girl gamer. Uh, she came in. I felt like. Do you ever have like? You and I are both married, but I'm going to try to test your memory. Ed, do you ever been on a, a a first date so bad that it's uncomfortable and you go, I don't know how I got here. I wish I could turn back time and just put a bullet in my head to save myself the agony of what I'm going through right now. <laughs> I- <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I'd be like, I'd rather, I'd rather zig than zag. That would probably be put a bullet in my head. But yeah, yes, this girl came in, and I felt like she was there just to be polite. Like when I called her for the to see the place to make the place the interview. Mm-hmm. First, first thing right out of her mouth was, well, "How much does the job pay?" Well, I mean, really, that depends on the position. But you know, why don't you come on down and we'll talk about it? Uh, so she comes down and. She sits down in the chair. Right away, leg gets crossed over. Her arms get folded, and I'm ah. like, "I'm like, oh, this is going to be like pulling teeth." Uh, so, yeah. you know, what brings you in? What like usually the first question I like to ask is, "Why my why here? What made you 
congregate towards the wanting to work in retail and the gaming industry. Oh, I just saw the ad. I figured I'd apply. Okay. What systems do you have? I don't have any systems. You don't play video games at all? Well, no. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I mean, it's not un- it's, it's uncommon, but you can kind of work with that a little bit, kind of. Right. She's like, why well, do you have a PC? I'm like, oh, that's awesome. What do you do with it? I play Stardew Valley. What? <laughs> it's it's. I'm like, that's awesome. That's I've heard of the game. How would you? I but I've never played it. So why don't you try? If I were to come into the store and ask, like, hey, you know, I've heard of this game. Could you describe it to me? You know, and I'm I'm trying to get like a conversation going. Mm. She's like, well, you you work on a farm and you kind of like you do like it's a, it's a farming simulator type job. Okay. You know, I, I call it a short, a chore simulator, like Animal Crossing, or where it's like you you got to do a certain bunch of stuff to kind of feel like you've accomplished something during the day, and all you really did was mow the lawn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you milk the cows and you went about your day. <clears throat> um, but the interview must have lasted maybe ten minutes. Okay. Most uncomfortable ten minutes I've ever had because it was like blood from a stone. I told Stacy, um, my wife, to those people who. For some reason, don't know if this is their first episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> um, I was like, it just felt like she didn't want to be there. Any kind of conversation, it was like left with like it's like. So you like movies? Yeah. <laughs> um, what kind of movies? Uh, you know, all different kinds. All different kinds. Like, uh, what's your favorite movie? I really don't have one. <laughs> uh, Oh my god! Like, can you give me something? Yeah. Something, you know. And I'm like, okay, well, <clears throat> I thought maybe they're not good with like answering questions. Maybe they're good to ask. So, got any questions for me? Like, I like to back and forth. Like, right. like maybe there's something we're not discussing that that's in the back of your mind. Like, maybe you want to know about benefits. Maybe you know about hours. What was the pay again? <sighs> it's it's between this and this, depending on the position and. What's your availability like? Oh, I go to school and I do this, and so my availability. I can't work this. I don't work Sundays. Well, can I ask why? Like you know, just curious. I, there was no way they were going to work Sundays anyway. I like working Sundays, right? Well, because I go to you know I go to church. I'm like, okay, that's perfectly fine. Okay, that right there, you can stop right there. Right. You know, you're a churchgoer. Fine. I completely get it. What's the point? And I just really don't work on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? I'm an, I'm a I'm a DoorDasher. Uh, okay, so you kind of get you kind of make your own schedule in a way. You get to go do what you want to do during the time. I'm like, oh, like that seems interesting. Uh, got anything for me? Like, like give me something to work off. And she just was like talking to a brick wall, and I was like, oh, this is really difficult. So, okay, well, thanks for coming out. Um, guess uh, if we find something for you, we'll, we'll, we'll contact you. Yeah. You know, leaves the door. Nope. <laughs> like, <laughs> Rejected. <yeah. laughs> like, <sighs> and it just makes you go like, okay, I don't, it made me feel like the whole, the whole 10, 15, 20 minutes that I was interacting with him, like it was more of like a courteous, like I'm just being courteous because I made this appointment. I feel like I want to show up, even though I really don't want to be here. Well, a lot of times, like, too, it might be like some kind of unemployment status that she might be 
Maybe. looking for and then because uh, right. sometimes they have to look for a job you know they, gotcha. they, they have to you know or welfare yeah. or something i don't know exactly how the whole system works because i can i i i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm you know what i don't maybe maybe i, I know I, don't, I make too much money apparently for all that kind of stuff so <laughs> I, I wouldn't know but uh but, but but pete but i've heard like really like you had to look for a job yeah there were like, certain employment benefits where like you'd be like okay well in order for you to keep collecting your employment we need to see proof that you've actually gone but normally there's something to sign for that like yeah can you prove that you were here get get somebody's signature and i didn't not even that it was like a that came in with like not even prepared like i, I was always taught and again a very old school like hey you know what bring your resume with you right nothing nothing like, I mean, they just kind of sat down, folded their arms. You're like, okay, impress me. Right. Like. Why do I want to work here? Yeah, tell me why I want to work for you. Right. Um, That's not how this works. Like, I'm not a, I'm not applying for your job. Like, <laughs> you, you're applying to work for, with me in, in my company. I'm, <laughs> like, it's like, impress me boy <laughs> tell me why i should have grace you with my presence on a maybe six hour work week <laughs> <laughs> at a little above minimum wage because i deserve more <laughs> benefits need them raise want it uh, you didn't even get the job yet i need at least Two and a half figures. Game <laughs> doesn't start there. Like <sighs> peasant. <laughs> like good day, sir. <laughs> just, but you did nice. No, Say good day. I just like walked out. Like <laughs> um, I cannot peddle your wares at that price. How dare you expect me to be a gamer working at a game store? <laughs> huh? How? D- <laughs> That's the thing that's <laughs> the most funniest thing I've ever heard, though. Like, it's, like, not, it's like, look, I don't have an Xbox. I have a PlayStation. So if someone wants to come in and wants to talk about the Xbox, I'll do the best I can based upon my knowledge about talking to other people who have Xboxes. Hands-on experience, very minimum. But I'm willing to be honest and say that to somebody. Go, But I'm willing to go, like, well, let's figure it out. And I'll Google and I'll talk about it. Go based upon my experience. But you owned a Xbox. I did at one, one point. One point I, I have owned an, a some sort of video game system since the invention of video game systems. To right. be honest, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, yeah, I go that step even that step further. I'm not expecting like people like that to come to your store, right? But you expect to go, yeah, I have a, I have a yeah. Nintendo, you right. know, or, or or something, you know. I play Bejeweled Blitz on my fucking phone. 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 Uh, yeah, <laughs> I play Wordle. <laughs> like, I play see, Word Fine, you right? Know? I play Scrabble or Words with Friends, and you know at least something that you Candy would... Crush, man, I'm the great. I said it. <laughs> I can play Minesweeper for hours. I am a master. <laughs> Whew, yeah, when it comes to crossword puzzles, and I'm the expert. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, I don't expect like everyone to be rock stars coming in. I, mean, I did have some good prospects. But I'm also in the process of going like, you know what? You're really, really good. I really like you. But you guess what? I don't have a position for somebody of that stature. Like, right. like you kind of – like a guy I talked to, he actually worked at Funko Land, the local, you know, kind of before it was EB Games. Right. <laughs> you know, and he's kind of a little younger than me, you know. And I'm like – and he's been a manager for a bunch of stuff. And he – you know, and I'm like, what? Like, your journey to get back to almost where you started is kind of fascinating, but you have all this experience and all this knowledge. 
why do you want to be a basic ass bitch at the like why aren't you trying for something more like and i told him i was like look I, I, you know i don't think i have anything in my job and if uh, my store and if it did it's really going to be maybe like one or two shifts because i'm kind of full and we don't get a lot of hours you know so it's like i'll, I'll maybe i'll pass you up like to my boss and maybe he won't talk to you because there might be some a better opportunity than here like right. But I mean, that's 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 my job, and I I, I do have a bad customer. <laughs> Before you go on though, uh-huh. because that to me that I hate that that's what I hate about employers uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Because I I went for a job uh-huh. at one point, I was out of out of work, and I really needed a job. Like it's like right. I was like I want to eat, you know, like right, you sure, know, like type of thing. So you you I applied for this job, and and it was basically like a kind of like a like a starting mailroom clerk kind right, of thing. Right, right, right. You get but your foot in the door. Yeah, but you're dealing dealing with this computer program that I used to run, uh-huh. used to program on, and they're going, yeah, you're overqualified for this job, and it's just like you know, and I'm like, I'm willing to do anything. Like I, you know, I, no, I, I get it. No, I understand. I can understand the the path why you think I was being that way. He just. I could give him those couple of shifts, but he was also like working two other jobs. Ah, okay. Yeah, you know, so it wasn't like uh, or another job, and it wasn't like it was. I'm not working at all. I just want to do this plus that. Okay, and I was like, I think I can get you something better than just this. That makes you might want to leave the other thing that you're doing at like a midnight shift. You wow, know, okay. Kind of, I was trying to like help a brother out almost. Okay. Like, like yeah, I try to look out for good talent and be like. It's my job to kind of weed out good talent and then pass it along to say like, hey, I think if there's an opening as like in a managerial spot or someone that wears more hours and more benefit to kind of rise up through at the ranks, hey, I ain't got nothing at my store, but maybe you got another store out there in your district that might be good for him. Right. Um, okay. I had uh, I had the uh, bonehead of the week argument with somebody. <laughs> okay. <sighs> How can I start? Ed Pokemon's <laughs> yes. cards and packs, right? Guy calls me up, tells me that his Pokemon box that he bought clearly was opened and then resealed, judging by the glue, the texture of the glue on the box. Okay. And also then tells me that not only was the box opened, but that the packs inside them were also opened and glued shut. Okay. First thing, twin things was to go, bullshit. Right. Right, I was like, oh, okay, well, I've never heard of that before. Well, I'm not, what are you implying? I, well, no, I wasn't implying anything until just now, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like kind of shocked that something, and I bought it at your store. Okay, well, are you implying that we did that? Because... I, none of my nobody in my store would do that like you know and I was defending myself and my team mm-hmm. I'm like look do you still have the receipt bring it in we'll, we'll, we'll you know we'll, we don't have any we can't replace it because Pokemon uh, that Pokemon item is a hot item mm-hmm. bring it in you got the receipt we'll refund your money um, so that was uh, he then he next, yesterday he decides to come in right mm-hmm. with the thing and he brings in a box, another Pokemon box that is clearly empty, as proof that the glue 
on this box is different than this box. And clearly it must And I was like, I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't want, like, right away I was like, I don't care about that box. Right. It's not my job to, to think. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't want to sit there and go, dude, I used to work in a manufacturing company, and I know that sometimes the adhesive is not always consistent with what you think. First of all, you're implying that these two boxes that clearly look different were made in the same fucking factory and used by the same glue. Do you know how production works? Yeah. Like, maybe the maybe the company was like, you know what, we were trying to save some bucks, let's use a lesser glue. And that's the reason why. Sometimes if you walk along a shelf, you see kind of stuff hanging off because the glue's not secure enough. Right. Like, like, I didn't feel like getting an ad. I'm like, so I'm going to ignore this part. Mm. Let me see what you got. I open it all up, and now the packs are foils. Mm-hmm. How the foiled are sealed, they're heat sealed. Heat sealed. Hence, that's the reason why you got the little crinkles in it. Right. So I was expecting to see, like, you know, like glue all over. Not a single drop of fucking glue is on these packets. In fact, they're all ripped open as if someone opened them and went, I don't like this pack. I'm going to try this pack. I don't like this pack. Like, like almost. And I'm like, well, well, where's, where's the, the glue? Where's the glue? Like, show me where it's, show me, like, I'm gonna. I'm taking the return either way. But you're telling me that someone was 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 it was fucking um, tampered with. I need to see that so I can go like, hey, I can go to my boss and go. This is the reason why I defected it out because it was tampered with, and also to educate not only me but my staff to know to look for something in case if it's not as obvious. But he's like, well, I've never had this happen to me before. But how do you know what it is like? And I'm like, okay, well, I where's the proof here? Because all I see are just a bunch of packs that are torn open and not resealed. I, you know, you know how much money I spend here. I'm like, doesn't matter. I'm like, doesn't matter, dude. It's like, wait, you know what? Take your money elsewhere. Because guess what? My company isn't folding because you, the packs that you buy every once in a blue moon, is going to bring us down. <laughs> like, and then I was like, okay, and I did the return. You know, I wasn't. I was, you know, just okay. I'll take the return. I was like, I'm just gonna move on like just do do the right thing do the return it's like that and, he, and as i give him his money back i'm like hey do you know who was here yesterday at like like 147 i'm like uh it was probably me i mean i know i talked to him so i'm like it was it was most likely me why well you're rude and you're just you're an asshole and i'm like <laughs> uh, ding ding <laughs> I'm like oh okay i'm sorry why well, you, I'm like, well, you, you're kind of accusing us of doing this. I'm like, I'm trying to ask you for your help, and you're not giving me anything. In fact, you're you're diverting from the questions that I'm asking by telling me that you're, you, oh, well, you do this and you do that. And I'm like, sir, did, did, did you not get your refund? Did I not, like, give you your, did I not help you out and give you your refund? Well, yeah, but you're an asshole. You're being an asshole now. I'm like. And there was like another person in the store. I looked. I'm like, am I being an asshole? <laughs> like, because like, if I am, tell me, and I'll be like, oh, I guess I'm being an asshole. Huh. And the guy like looked. He's like, I don't know what his problem is. He's like, you're fine. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> and the guy just got all hip, hot, hissy, and then like left. And I'm like, have a nice day, right? Like, go fuck yourself. Like, and then the guy who who's us there, he was waiting on. He was trading in some phones. He leaves, and he sees that the guy goes over the the. T- to the the, the uh, trash can and like slams the empty box that he had inside. Like he was just having like a, a meltdown. I'm like, you fucking man child. Your Pokemon cards. You didn't like the pull that you got. So now you're stomping around like a fucking Kyle. 
<laughs> and being like, I didn't get what I want. You know how much money I spent at GameStop? <laughs> like, yeah, Tom, sir, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, there's these TikTok videos, right? That guy, <laughs> yes. uh huh. And they're like, oh, do you, huh, Mr. Moneybags? You're- you know, you know what's funny about this? This isn't PBS. We don't thank our donors, <laughs> <laughs> right? I just. The moment someone uses that line, all I can think of is like, you really don't know how capitalism works. <laughs> like, you, you're the only, I'm like, you know what? You're right, you sir. You're the only person that's ever buy anything from any store ever. Right. Go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> outside of my job, bitching about my job, I actually did do a couple of things. Okay. I, I bought a movie. All right. Uh, the Green Knight. Okay. Um, I was started watching it last night, but I was real sleepy, so I didn't get a chance to fully watch it. It was on sale at, at like Walmart for like thirteen bucks. I'm like, I like that number. You know, it's yeah. I, it's got like a it's it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right, I'm kind of into it. I I like the whole it's like a, a, a medieval story with the King Arthur and the Round Table and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm I'm I'm, I'm enjoying that. I, I I liked what I saw, but then I started kind of like, sleepy. <sighs> well, it's only like ten o'clock. Why am I so tired? Because oh, I'm always so angry when I leave work. I wind down. I go to sleep. I wind down, and when I wind down, boy, I wind down. <laughs> um, so we talked about Book of Boba. Um, have you? Um, you probably haven't started watching the Pam and Tommy TV show on Hulu. No, I haven't. Highly recommend it. Really? Highly recommend it. It's entertaining <laughs> as hell. Um, for those people who don't know, which is probably likely, there's. Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee from Motley Crue and Pam Anderson's from Baywatch. Um, they were uh, a couple. And they had a famously... It was basically almost the most famous celebrity sex tape of all time, I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, it was right around the birth of the internet. So seeing a lot of stuff that's happening as a person who's witnessed the rise of the internet... <laughs> And having a wife who is very full, who's younger than I am, who's all she's known is the internet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's things that she just takes advantage of. And for me, like, like in the show, um, Seth Rogen's character uses Alta Vista and Yahoo search engine. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, every time something nostalgic pops up, I chuckle because I'm like, that doesn't exist anymore. Like, <laughs> like he actually had to use dial up. <laughs> and it's it's well, the, I'm gonna I'm just throw this out okay. there. The sex tape was released uh-huh. in 1996. Okay, well, this is when right, and this is right when the internet was right. It, the internet was out, but it wasn't the internet like we know it. Video was very was very few. The, you were still like you know dial up tones and everything like that. <laughs> uh, it wasn't as like there was no FiOS. <laughs> <laughs> there was no five G network. Right. <laughs> it was all. You clicked on something and you know wait. Right. And wait, right. and wait, and then and wait, then, and, then, and then it loads, and you're like, "Oh, there you go." So it's it's based upon an article that someone wrote for Rolling Stone magazine, and so the the story takes liberties. But what's fascinating is the people who play Pam and Tommy. Uh, you have Sebastian Stan, um, basically Winter Soldier, playing Tommy Lee, and uh, the actress playing um, Pamela is um, I forget her name, Lily Lily, Lily something Tom something. Uh, who, hold on. 
Uh, Pam and Tommy. There you go. Um, oh, come on. Oh, damn it. Sean. Yeah, I, just hit, I hit an image and it wasn't that it. There you go. Lily James. Okay. Um, now, they don't... The makeup on Lily James is so good that there are some scenes where she looks exactly like you looking over my shoulder. Yes. She looks like Pam. Right. You know, like a very young Pam because that's, you know, back in the 90s. Right. And Sebastian Sands playing Tommy Lee and he's doing a really good Tommy Lee. He's, he's, they're both good. I, sometimes, I don't get lost in it, but I'm like, I get more lost in how good they are being those two. Right. Um, Seth Rogen doesn't look like Seth Rogen because he doesn't have his beard. <laughs> he shaved his beard for the role. And it looks like he lost some weight too. But mostly seeing Seth Rogen without a beard is in and is a little weird. I mean, unless you know and he's not <laughs> he's acting. Like <laughs> and, and he's acting really well too. He had to be clean for this. Right. I mean it was it was it's it was the only first three episodes came out and it's really, really good. <laughs> like, like see I'm I'm gonna loom it over. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> like she right there doesn't look like Pam. You know, but there are moments where they have like the camera or where their hair is like kind of cascading. I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. Now, <clears throat> being it's a Hulu show, it's very adult because it's dealing with a sex tape that, you know, right. Seth Rogen's character stole from Pam and Tommy and then proceeded to find a way to sell it online <laughs> before anybody else. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Oh, you see him? <laughs> 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 you he sells he finds a way to sell it online. This is where I'm kind of where they're at, right. and it's it's kind of like this, like hey, Pam, Pam and Tommy are the hottest couple. They can't believe you know, like it, they're like take Baywatch is taking the world by storm. Mm-hmm. She's like becoming an icon. Tommy Lee's Tommy Lee, even though it's like in the mid '90s, they're like Molly. He's kind of like more of a tarnished star because. Motley Crue, Nirvana's around, so Motley Crue is kind of faded into the background. But he's still Tommy Lee, he's got, you know, and then, of course, because it's dealing about the sex tape, there's sex scenes in it, Um, there's nudity, like full frontal nudity from Sebastian Stan, and I know that the penis that he has is not his, (laughs) right? And the reason why I know it's not his, there is a moment where he was there. He he, dated. (laughs) Sean dated Sebastian Stan for a while. (laughs) Right. It's not his. I know what his penis is. like, no, the reason why it is because his penis talks to him. There's a moment where the penis moves like because Tommy has sworn that he wasn't going to have sex with Pam until they got married. And then, you know, there was a moment where, like, uh, he, he was talking to his dick, and he was thinking about marriage, and his dick's talking back. And like, Dude, don't do it. And he mentioned Heather, and he mentioned Carmen. Like, he mentions, like, a bunch of other women like, that Tommy Lee has dated famously, mm-hmm. and who he was, he was married to, Heather Locklear, at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And they bring that up. Like, here's, like, a, like a, a joke about that. And I'm like, I'm, like, kind of enjoying the moment because I, I've – been there right you know <laughs> he lived through it i lived through it and and i like the girl who placed uh pam i'm like looking at her imdb i'm like she was cinderella in the live action cinderella movie yeah. you know like she's been in a couple handful of other things that i've seen her in but she doesn't look like this because makeup and i don't think i i believe they're not her boobs i don't know like <laughs> I, I, I think they they Got like a prosthetic of some right. sort, just like they did for him. Um, but they, when they do like S- Seth Rogen has a sex tape and they're trying to find a way to sell it, 
at the moment. So they have like little clips and like some of those clips. I've seen the Pam and Tommy sex tape. Um, full blown, full full disclosure. Seen it. Found it actually quite boring. <laughs> like I, it's a lot of I love you, baby. I love you too, baby. Now I love you, baby. I love you. And they're like on vacation, and there's a couple of times they have sex, but it's it's very intimate. Like you're seeing, like it's because at the time no one really had anything like this. Mm. So it's like two hours, but ninety minutes of it is probably more like them, like, "Hey, I'm on, I'm in Cabo," like you right. know, and they're just kind of like sitting on a boat, chilling, and like, "I want to have your baby. I want to put babies in you." Like, kind of, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's like two couples like having cutesy talk on video, and then every once in a while, like, cutesy talks leads into sex, and the sex is like you know handheld camera. And it looks exactly like you would expect, right. you know, <clears throat> but the show is kind of like paralleling like. This is what was happening to Pam and Tommy right before it hit the internet. And this was what was happening to the guy right before he found a way to make it hit the internet. And then they had to go to a, a I'm not going to spook because I feel like I'm, you're probably going to start watching it. Mm. There's, they go to a money guy. And when they tell, when I saw who the money guy is, I started laughing hysterically. I was like, I can't believe you got that guy. Like, holy shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's in episode three, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that's it. And the show's funny; it's entertaining. And as a person, it's like I can't. I'm wondering how, like, I clearly I don't know. I don't think Tommy and, and Pam are getting any kind of lucrative residuals for this. I'm sure they are. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, some you, you can't you can't say that they're, they're they didn't make anything because their names are in it. You know, well, like, like I said, it's it's based on an article that someone wrote for Rolling Stone. So I don't know the legality of it because I know that what the problem with the sex tape when it was leaked was that it was stolen from their house. They were trying to find trying trying to stop it for a long time. Well, like almost a year. Yeah. And my understanding is that they 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 came to terms and we're like, well, fine, fuck it, we'll release it, but we want a percentage of what you're going to make off of it. And and that's how it got actually more out. But before it was what they're at the point right now is that it was kind of it's on the internet, and the only way that you could buy it was, was you would buy it on the internet, and they would send you the videotape. Mm. And this was before streaming. <laughs> this was before Pornhub, before any of those X-rated sites that you actually would be like, "Hey, can you? I'm going to send away like you know like send five dollars and ninety nine cents this, and we'll send you something else like uh, you know or give us a self addressed stamped envelope." Like, it's fascinating. It was like, you just go online and you just buy it. And then it's funny hearing Seth Rogen trying to explain the internet to somebody who doesn't know the internet and explaining it accurately at that time. You know, he's like, you know, with search engines, he, he explained the search engine. You figure out, like, what people watch. Pam Anderson. Tits. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then here's, and our website will just pop up. <laughs> you know? And he's like, how's it work? He's like, it just does. <laughs> it's it that's real like I but it's very entertaining. So if, if anybody get a chance, if you have Hulu, Pam and Tommy, it's worth the watch because okay. it's 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 pretty good. Um what else did I do? Um I think that was pretty much it. Um uh, Sean. Oh yeah, I started watching Murderville with Will Arnett. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's, yeah. a pretty, it's a cute concept. Um, Will Arnett's a homicide det- detective, and he has a, a um, trainee, a new partner every episode. Mm. But the problem is that new episode, that new trainee, does never got a hand to hold of the script. 
So they kind of have to ad lib huh. their way through the murder scene and then try to solve the murder. <laughs> First episode right out the gate is Conan O'Brien, who is Conan O'Brien. And basically, you know, they even give him a name, like, you know, what's your name, Conan? You know, hey, how, how you doing? And a couple times, because the way they didn't, it's not, I would say it's a polished show, but it's it's okay when Conan makes someone laugh. The person kind of like looks off to the side and kind of chuckles. <laughs> and then sometimes <laughs> Will Arnett got. Conan pretty good getting him to laugh on camera <laughs> like like and then you know when you got somebody you just double down on the on the, the goofiness mm-hmm. and I'm like all right it was the show was cute and funny so I'm like all right there's like uh, Sharon Stone's on there uh Dr. Ken Jung he's he's yeah. on an episode I'm like all right I'll watch he I think he'll be pretty funny with it you know Sharon Stone I don't know like I've can she do humor Cause, I mean I I don't. I don't. I mean, I've seen Basic Instinct too, but I don't think she was trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that Catwoman show, movie that she was in, but I laughed. <laughs> I don't think she the wrong reasons. Uh, but but I'm like, all right, I'm kind of into it. Um, I think that's pretty much it's. Uh, that's it. Oh, I did buy I did buy a um ex- external hard drive from my PS5. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I broke I popped my cherry on that one, Ed. Oh. I got, got a four terabyte external hard drive that I got at a decent price. I'm like, all right, so I can at least clear up some room because I got some pretty big video games coming out uh the month of February. Uh speaking of, Ed, that's what I did. What's coming out in video? Oh, glad you asked. There were these little weeks. Uh, the first one I have to say right out the gate is this one. I I was kind of surprised it was coming out only because uh, Disney Plus I'm coming out. <laughs> I want the world to know. Disney Plus isn't really re- releasing the original content too much. Right. There's right, not. Right. There's not like unless it's out in the theater or something like that. Right. But if it's coming directly to Disney Plus, so this one is the the Beatles get back, and they're calling it season one. So are we getting more or not? I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes they do like uh, it's one season, but they call it one season just for because there's more than one episode, right? You know, because like, well, uh, there's three episodes in this one. But like, like they, the I remember seeing the trailer for it, and and uh, uh, have you seen it? No, I, I I started watching it a little bit of it. I'm a big Beatles fan, but right, was, so it's my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like like I have a short attention span anymore, so like I'm part of the YouTube generation now. <laughs> <laughs> no one's part of the YouTube generation anymore, dude. <laughs> it's called TikTok, <laughs> TikTok, Snapchat. <laughs> I'm still I'm so old. <laughs> I'm so, I'm, you know what? I'm still I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm in the YouTube era, dude. YouTube era's moved past. The, that's kind of out. <laughs> Cobra Kai used to be on YouTube. Now it's on Netflix. <laughs> so, so I, I haven't, I haven't really gone back to finish watching it. Okay. But it was, it was good. I mean, it's they, apparently there's like a lot of it footage. Answers, right. It, it, it answers a lot of questions about like because apparently this was it, it leads up to the last time the Beatles ever played live in front of anybody. Right. It's like right before they broke up. Yeah. You've kind of so, spoiler. You find out kind of. <laughs> what happens is for them they break up you know Yoko, no! Yoko's in it a couple for the you know I think John's fully into his relationship with Yoko yeah you know and a lot of people swear that she's the one to, she's the reason why they broke up the band but you can kind of tell in the in the documentary show that she's not the problem well the, the if, if there's a documentary it's called the complete Beatles it's a really good um uh, documentary about the Beatles about their life and right. beginnings to the end and 
Yoko really isn't the problem. It was the fact right. that, that the guys were going in their own directions of the music and they right. just didn't want to all be together anymore. Cause like right. sometimes like, like the last albums, they weren't playing together. Like they right. were like, you know, like, like the, that's why like get back has, um, uh, a pressman playing the, the organ in it. Right. And uh, Billy Preston. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, so, so as time goes on, they just kind of grew apart from each other. And it just, that's right. the way it was. They would fight with each other and Ringo wouldn't show up for like two weeks and, you know, <laughs> and then they come back. And, I'm not playing. Right. No. You know, and it was official like John, uh, actually it was Paul McCartney that actually left the band officially, right. you know, type of thing. And then, uh, they, which famous is the one of the one of the at the Polynesian in Disneyland Disney World in, in Florida that's where uh, John Lennon was on vacation and he signed basically like legal documents breaking up the Beatles you know officially right, okay. for it so uh, but you know think it's it's worth a watch but now you can watch it on anytime you, you want you to buy it no I, I, it's on Vudu. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Well, it comes out this Tuesday, so you won't know until Tuesday. <laughs> Today, right. Unless you sometimes can, they sometimes have an early release. Yeah, right. I noticed uh, what's on early release. Uh, I have to pick up um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's out now. Um, I, I picked it up. I haven't watched it yet. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I have a five dollar coupon at Target, and I'm like, I think I'll know what I'll buy with it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I would love to get the my hands on the hundred dollar set, the one with all the movies, with all the Ghostbusters movies with the original cast. Right. Let's put it that way. Well, they they do have a digital copy of the female one. I think in that. I think set. so too. I heard, I heard that too. Uh, yeah. Like you do, like they kind of threw. They were bitching, so they threw a they threw everybody a bone. Like, okay, we'll give you the digital one for that one. Yeah. It's not part of the. Ghostbusters family, but all right, we'll we'll cut you we'll cut you off. Yeah, this. it was it's not in the early access uh, section okay. there, so um, yeah, so that's probably something you're gonna have to. I mean, I don't even know if they're gonna have a digital copy right. of it. You know, yeah, Disney just, would be like, hey, why why buy it digitally when you just watch Disney Plus? <laughs> that's right. Pay us fifteen bucks, you can watch as much as you want, and you get to watch all this other stuff. Uh. Book of Boba Fett. You got the Mandalorian. You got Hawkeye. You know, you got all that stuff. Well, speaking of Disney, Encanto is coming out this Tuesday. Don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> That's Luca. <laughs> but close. No, no, there's what do you call it? Have you seen Encanto yet? Yes. I saw it in the theater. Right, okay, so what do you call it? The guy living but the guy who sold times. What's his name? It's Bruno. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Oh my god. Ed, see, this is the problem. You don't live in a TikTok world. <laughs> All right, what else? <laughs> Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City no. is coming out this Welcome week. Welcome to Raccoon City. We got fun games. <laughs> we got zombies eat your face. We know, we know the names. We got what's his face? Wesker. And we got <laughs> <laughs> zombies. We got that Doberman that looks pretty dead. Welcome <laughs> to Raccoon City. <laughs> <laughs> Next, yes, we have is King Richard's coming out. That's the uh, uh, oh, the Will Smith, Smith. where he plays uh, he's plays uh, Vanessa and uh, the the Vanessa (laughs) Venus and Serena's father. Yes, Vanessa. (laughs) Vanessa. Uh, We also have a uh, uh, a DC movie. It's called Catwoman Hunt It. Oh. It's but it's a Japanese anime, so I have to you know oh, okay. put that put that out there. Um, it, I see trailers of it. I think the animation looks great. It's, it's, it has Batman. I think it's on, it. H- is it on HBO Max. 
<laughs> it's like, I don't know. Let's go find out. <laughs> Let's see if it's there. This is what he does when I, when I was at home. I'm just going to watch some TV. So <laughs> I found stuff. When, he, when you would talk, I'd be like, here, I, I can go right to my TV and flip through right. and find it. But then, of course, I was like, oh, this is on. <laughs> <laughs> I would spin around and go, okay, this is on sale. And like, I bought like Unbreakable for like five bucks. And then I bought, uh, um, what do you call it? <sighs> Shit. <laughs> uh, Samurai with Samuel L. Jackson, Afro Samurai. Afro, okay. I, I bought the season and then the movie because both were five bucks. I'm like, I'll spend ten dollars on Afro Samurai. I heard it was a good series, and you know, I like I, the animation looked great. Uh, trying to think, what else? Uh, you're looking. I'm doing a search now for it because it didn't come right. up right in the. So probably not. It might be like a direct-to-video thing. Yeah, because it might not be a, 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 a like HBO a proper. Max. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Because it's like I said, it's not the standard animation that we've seen with all the other DC products. Because this was this was kind of bizarre. I'm like, I didn't even see it on my radar. Um, I think recently. I think what's her face? Uh, damn, I know the actress. She plays in Dynasty, but I know her from uh, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll with the. Uh, 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 let's see, Catwoman's cat. W O. Uh, Catwoman hunted. Yes. Okay, it's uh, 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 uh Stephanie Beatrice is cat Batwoman. Mm. Uh, who's Catwoman? And who's Lauren Cohen is Julia Pennyworth. Uh, uh, it's Elizabeth Giles or Giles. Uh, she's Catwoman. I've seen her in some stuff. Okay. You know, um, the one who plays uh, Batwoman, she is in. Um, she's getting more popular now that uh, we call um, Brooklyn Nine Nine is off the air. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. All right, uh, Lauren Cohen is uh, Mrs. She's playing Julia Pennyworth. Wow, she's played Miss Pen. She's played Julia Pennyworth and Martha Wayne. There you go. Kelly Hugh is in it. She plays Cheshire. All right. The cast looks really, really good. David Keith David's in it. All right. Jonathan Frakes is in it. Right. King Faraday. Look at him. Wow. Yeah. Get out of here. And then it f- folds into people who I don't know. <laughs> kind of sad when Jonathan Frakes is the last face I recognize. <laughs> it's like, okay, Riker. All right. All right. Okay, what else? Uh, we also have a re-release of Legend coming out on Blu-ray. I don't know if it ever came out on Blu-ray before. So. I think it did, but there's always been like the... Th- there's like a couple different versions. There's the theatrical version. There's the director's cut version because Ridley Scott directed it. Um, it's with uh, Tom Cruise and... Uh, we call it? Uh, Labyrinth? Or are we talking uh, Legend? Mia Sarah. Mia Sarah, yeah. yeah. But I was thinking, um, what's his face? Uh, Frank Furter. Oh my god. Tim Carey. Tim Carey. Yeah, Tim Carey. He plays uh he plays the demon. He yes. plays Satan. Yes. Now, um um uh, that hell of a makeup job. Yeah. But you know it's him because he's 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 just got that presence. Right. <laughs> How you do I? <laughs> Think you've met my <laughs> faithful handyman. <laughs> now I'm a demon with horns. <laughs> and I'm looking at Cruz. <laughs> With his fucked up teeth. <laughs> it's before he had money. <laughs> 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 
Right. What else? Uh, the original Murder on the Only Express is coming out on Blu-ray. Ooh, so you know, I like that. Yes, I keep that keeps that's when I keep circling around digitally. But I and now I know it's coming on Blu-ray. There you go. Take that off my list. Uh, f- this one is an old seventies one that uh, is Chevy Chase. Uh, it's called Foul Play. That's was- with uh, is Goldie Hawn in it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Never saw it. Never saw. It. <laughs> I just know that I, I know I can see the cover. It's Chevy Chase in like a trench coat, yeah. and uh, she's behind him with her arms like over him. Yes, right. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's it, it's that cover is burned in my. And I think he's like a detective, and he's trying to solve a murder, and hence the phrase foul play, and it's a comedy. Yes, <laughs> there you have it. I just surmised it. I give it a thirty-eight in Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Uh, this one this one's like i think a whole classic in a way i've seen it like a number of times that's one of those movies you go oh yeah it's coming out on blu-ray it's a summer school Mm. with mark Harmon. (laughs) yes i love that movie yeah it's it was like my goat it's who mark Harmon was still young enough in the game there's i liked that one and then he was in one that i would i'm dying to find it's called worth winning the premise is kind of silly, and uh, you probably have seen it. I'm going to tell you, he was a Philadelphian weatherman. Oh. And he has four women who's interested in him, mm-hmm. and he's trying to date all four women, trying to find love. He's like the most eligible bachelor kind of thing. But what's interesting to me at the time was like, oh, it's filmed in Philadelphia, and it's like South Street. And I'm like, I know what there is. I know that play. Like, I like to play. Okay, yeah, I know what that's at. <laughs> you know, in, in when I see movies made in Philadelphia. And again, it was one of those like, and I like him as an actor, and it was kind of funny. Leslie Ann Warren is in it, and yeah. it's, it's it's a funny movie. And I remember really, it was like oh, I think I have that on videotape somewhere, and I would pop it in and watch that. And Summer School was a good one too because it was the one kid is who's in it. He plays um, like this special effects kind of kid, like he's into really into special effects and gore mm-hmm. and stuff, and they. He that kid, I liked his character, but him as an actor then wound up doing like a whole bunch of other I would call them teenage tit freak movies where it was like ski school and he's like the you know like, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, bath time buddies and it you know or you know, hot tub babes and and it, it's like him and he had another guy who who was kind of like his <laughs> friend and they kind of were like in this bunch of movies together. <laughs> And you're going to look him up, aren't you? Because he's in summer school. He's in summer school, right? But he's like a third tier character. Right. He was he was a student, right? And I'm um, like, and he wound up being like, you know, like, hey, here's ski school, and then there's like summer school, summer camp, and it's like all these kind of where he was like the underdog and the wild, like the the funny, sarcastic character, like poor man David Spade almost. <laughs> But it was like <laughs> it's lame because I was probably pretty accurate in some of these titles. <laughs> no, but, no, because like I'm like I remember skis, right? As I've seen, I've seen most of his movies. There's one he's like an alien or something like that, right? And, right, right. And he's, he's like goes to like some kind of thing, but I can't remember his name to save my life, and I'm not sure if this is the guy because yes, yeah, it's Dean. 
Cameron. D. Cameron. There you go. Yes. No relation he, to Kurt. He's lost his hair. Yes. So he's bald. So it's because he used to have these flowing locks. It was very, was, he was very pitch black hair and fuzzy eyebrows. <laughs> and I think I think he was a vampire with like something or whatever. Apparently, he's in Straight Outta Compton. So. Straight out. Okay. Uh, you know, I have that movie. I have to be like, I have to watch it again. Going, oh my god, there's <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Yeah, but if you go back to the eighties, he was in like this, way back. You gotta go back to the eighties, and it was like, hey, if there was any kind of movie that was R rated and had topless women in it for just no like hard bodies, you know, something just stupid. Like I would call him, like, hey, look, I'm a teenage boy. I'm gonna watch a movie because it's got topless girls in it. I don't care if it's funny or not funny or if it's scary. It's got nudity. Ski school. Ski school. There you go. <laughs> they came from outer space. There, Actually, it was a TV series. Okay, so he was. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Then there was Miracle Beach. <laughs> of any any chance for women to get topless. Yeah. Like, oh, look. Ski a- School too. apparently. There's a sequel. <laughs> yep. yep. I, I didn't know I there was I, a sequel. I I now both. I have to find that. I think I saw them both. But again, it's, it's like, oh, look, we need topless women in a hot tub because it's cold out. Oh, here's the perfect chance to get women naked. <laughs> it's the 80s. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, he was in a series called Fast Times. I guess it was like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He's, okay. Yeah, he was Jeff Spicoli. <laughs> Fast Times. He ended up playing Jeff Spicoli. Uh, he was in French Paris. He was in Prince of Bel Air as a movie. Uh, it's about, it was a TV movie. He was Willard and that. Okay. Um, yeah, there's not as much. Like, I guess I guess he didn't put those credits on his uh, IMDb. Either that or he just, you know, once he started losing the hair, he's like, my career's over. <laughs> No, he's he's been a lot of stuff since the nineties and all. Right, but just he's, he's in Highball. He's the magician. Right, he's gotten third tier actor like walk on guys. Like, yeah. Hey, he's the guy who gets you to the other guy who gets you to the suspect in Law and Order. Like you know, he's not the suspect. He's the guy who gets you to the lead suspect. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, there's a lot of one off <laughs> series in the, the 2014. I bet you he's in a CSI episode somewhere. <laughs> NCIS. There you go. <laughs> Close enough. Some procedural crime show. He was in Psych. He was in Psych. All right. Uh, I like Psych. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start watching that every once in a while. I'll probably come across him. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. He's coming in summer school, though. That's where I first saw him. Fell <laughs> <laughs> down that well. What else is coming out? Or is that it? Or is there more? There's more. Okay. You just you just threw me off. Sorry, I threw you off the one guy. <laughs> Because I'm like, as soon as you start talking about, like, I know who he's talking right, about. Right. I just can't think of his name. All right. Uh, so coming out on 4K this week, uh, Star Trek, the original four movie collection. So I guess okay. one, two, four uh, is coming out. Spider-Man trilogy. You know, they always stop right before shit enters the directory. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if, if, one, first one, 4K. I, I saw they're doing a transfer. Okay. First one, not so good. Second one, Wrath of Khan. Awesome. Third one, Search for Spock. Yeah. Fourth one, Voyage Home. Awesome. Yeah, we don't talk about the rest. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's the one you know, where, you know, why does God need a spaceship? You know, with, with Shatner's directorial debut, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. We don't talk about that one. I enjoyed it for what it's worth. And then the sixth one, Undiscovered, Com- uh, Undiscovered Country. Uh, and then that was it. Yeah, and then it you moved know, then, on then to the next to generation. Generations. Uh. I, what is, what is a... I need my pain. I want my pain. I need my pain. <laughs> Spock, I need my pain. Excuse me. 
why does a god need a spaceship? <laughs> <laughs> Purely, I have no idea. Watch, watch Star Trek V. You'll enjoy it. I'm telling you. You'll laugh for the wrong reasons, right. but you'll still enjoy it. Uh, Spider-Man uh, trilogy is coming out on 4K as well. So I think it's all the five movies okay. that, that are coming out. Um, then we have Stargirl. The complete second season is also coming out this Tuesday. So. Who cares? Okay. Are you even watching that? No. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm, st- I'm trying to watch the last season of Flash. Uh huh. And I hate it. <laughs> you watching any Batwoman? No, uh, no, no. I've, I've I've after that last like after Arrow left, it was kind of like it went to shit. It went to shit. It's just not as uh, the only show that's entertaining is fucking the one that, that was the weakest of the of the bunch, which was uh, uh, Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Tomorrow yeah. Everyone, I'll watch that. Everyone's like, oh, that was the worst of them. I can't believe that shit's still in the air. And now it's, it's you live long enough to become the hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's survived so long. And it's been like, yeah, who cares? And everyone's watching. They're kind of fun. But now Flash, I hear, might be his like final season, maybe. Yeah, no, they're, you know, they're his... saying that the, the next, this season coming up is the final season. And that's it. He's. He's done. As his ratings have been dropping every episode. Like it's not I, like less and less people are watching it. You know, I don't know who's watching Batwoman. I still haven't started. I'm watching it. I now. think now it's just pride. <laughs> <laughs> we know what well, we should take it off now, man. If we take it off now, people are going to say that they were right. We no, we don't care. We'll just apparently the CW's having apparently the CW's not making any money off any of these shows anymore. Like they're, I heard they're financially they're struggling. Which is showing in the work because I saw like a clip from Flash, and it looked like fucking Power Rangers fighting each other. <laughs> and I don't mean that, and I mean that in the like the low budget sense, right? Right. Like, like, like oh we're, look, here's we're a bunch do... of white speedsters fighting each other with like lightsabers. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't. I saw that episode. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with Flash? <laughs> oh, it got better. <laughs> I'm like, it looks like a bunch of Power Rangers playing with, with fake lightsabers. I'm like, I don't... What's going on in Flash? Who needs... Did someone quit? And they're just kind of like throwing anybody at the mix going, who, who gets this person to work? I, like, what was up with that episode, Ed? Why? <laughs> There was a, apparently the the Speed Force was in a civil war, and those white flashes are like guardians, and they're like you know trying to defend. It was terrible. I I can't go any further than that because I, I'm you, trying to uh, people. You you see the befuddled look on my face as he's saying, "I'm going, I don't." What? <laughs> well, what? It, the, the, the thing is, I don't know if it's that the same season or the next season where there was these these. People got powers because of something he did in in terms of saving, and one girl turned into the super beast, and it was the worst like uh, uh, character looking, you know, like CGI oh, character ever. It was oosh. like it was like a like a gray Hulk, but it was a female version of Hulk. Okay, and then there was one girl, guy who got everything he wanted by like like he was like the uh, he could influence people and, okay. and do whatever he wanted and. Uh, he he was been living in high school for like apparently a decade, you know, like oh. or thirty years or something. Like that. <laughs> and then I forget the other ones, but the other ones did. I uh, one one had like this mental ability that you know could just turn you into like uh, whatever you know. It, it it was just terrible, it, and, and the special effects were horrible through Oof. the whole show. And you're going, I guess they lost money. <laughs> See, <laughs> they wouldn't bring things to life. 
Um, what else? So that is it for uh, TV and movies. Let's move on to video games. Oh, there's Jack Squat coming out. Uh, I got one, two, three. I got seven things coming out, so I don't know if that's Jack Squad, but it probably is. You ready? Yeah. Ali Ali World, developed by Roll7 and published by Private Dave Division for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox yeah, Series, Xbox Switch, a, and PC, and that's coming out Tuesday. Game. The skateboarding game. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I was kind of hoping that because I was like, Ali Ali World? Yeah. All right. What else? Ali Ali Oxenfree. <laughs> uh, Situ, developed and published by Stolcap. S- S I F U? Yes. Sif- uh, I heard Sifu. That- yeah, it's 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 uh, uh, I think Asian for uh, teacher. I okay, think, I think it's like uh, a fighting game. Okay, it developed and published by Stoke. I heard that that one slow cap. To... Sorry for the PS4, PS5, and PC. And that's coming it's out like a, I think it's gonna be a sleeper hit. Okay. Then we have <sighs> Action Arcade Wrestling, developed by vidco a game studio and published by reverb for the switch and that's coming out on tuesday february quick maybe we can beat wwe (laughs) (laughs) that comes out in march let's put our game out now so that way people will buy it (laughs) all right get all get all hopped up uh backbone developed by eggnut and published by (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is eggnut i wanted to make sure i said that right Eggnut made a game called backbone (laughs) What are you, chicken egg nut? <laughs> <laughs> and published by Raw Fury for the Switch, and that's coming out Tuesday, February 8th. Okay. Uh, then we have Crossfire X, developed by Smilegate and Remedy Entertainment, and published by Xbox Game Studios, Xbox One Series S and X. That's coming out Thursday, February 10th. All right. And then we have Edge of Eternity, developed by Midgard Studio and published by Dear Villagers for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SNX. That's coming out Thursday, February 10th. Then we have Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, developed and published by Square Enix for the Switch, and that's coming out Thursday. Right. And then we have... It's a re-release of a re-release. And then we have... Kingdom Hearts HD one and a half plus two and a half remix developed and published by Square Enix for the Switch. That's coming out on Thursday as well. And finally, Kingdom Hearts two published or developed and published two, by not three. Oh, I'm sorry, my eyes are not as good. It's three. It is oh, three. Okay. Kingdom Hearts three. Like, they're giving every single Kingdom Hearts except the final one. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts three developed and published by Square Enix for the Switch, and that's also on Thursday, February 10th. And that is it. Hey, I got a hey, hey Ed. Guess what I had? I last night I was uh, going through because I got the extended hard drive for my PS5, mm. um, transferring stuff, and I was going through some old games. And I was looking to say, oh, there's a big giant sale. And there's the re- – you don't have a PS5, and this is for probably – for the people who do have PS5s. Mm-hmm. Um, the legacy, the Uncharted Legacy – Uncharted 4 and uh, Lost Last Odyssey, Lost Lost, Odyssey, Lost, Lost Legacy, Legacy. I don't know. It's the last two fucking games that they made – that a Naughty Dog made for, for the under, Uncharted series – they remastered them and put them out with the PS5, right? Mm-hmm. And it's two games in one. It's not the whole Uncharted series. It's just the last two games. Um, Lost Legacy, I believe it's called. It's the looking it up. <laughs> well, no, because because uh, somebody was interested in it. I, I contacted you about it, and you told me what it was, and then I 
repeat it to him, and then he says, Lost Legacy it is. Okay. Right? Well, I was scrolling through the store, right? And I got a Charlie Where's the back of a leg. Hold on. Ow. 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 I got a store. And I got a Charlie. <laughs> Ow. Ooh, this story, this story looks so real, kids. Ow. Whew. Hold on for a second. Fudge. <laughs> See, you, but you just have like like your big comfy chair when you're sitting at where you're doing. No, this. I, well, I mean, I do have my big comfy chair, but every once in a while, I do get a Charlie horse like my legs because I'm old, and oh, <laughs> it's so the whole awful. back of my thigh just kind of tensed up. It's like like I was trying to take a shit. <laughs> like it was fucking Elvis on his last day. Jeez. <laughs> 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 so, so I was scrolling through the video game section of my PS5 of games, and I noticed that I could buy the digital upgrade for the two games for $10. Mm-hmm. Because I... A long time ago, when they gave out the when the fourth one was out, when I was working for my company, they gave me a free copy of it, and I downloaded. And I think I played a little bit of it, but because it's in my it's in my history of of purchases, it was like, oh well, you if you have if you've ever bought this one, Uncharted Four, or the Lost Legacy, or the digital bundle, you can upgrade to the the two games for ten bucks, and I'm like. I got $10. (laughs) I got room on my PS5. All right. You know, I was like, I never played the second one. I played maybe a little bit of the fourth one. I'm like, "Ah, you know what? For $10, why not? not? It's like last night I started playing the fourth one, and it looks great. I'm not going to lie. It's like, it looks great, but was fascinating. Everyone laughs when I tell them I played this game. I was playing PGA Golf 2K21. See, every time, every time, <laughs> they're like, "Show you golf." <laughs> uh, I have, ow! <laughs> I can't sit that way. Ow, ow! Right now, Stacy was she should be like, "Drink pickle juice." <sighs> Hold on. Oh, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> um. Logged me. I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> You're playing. Oh, I, I I was going through my stuff, and I was like, you know what? I I like the golf game because it's something I can play quickly. It doesn't take a lot of. I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at it because it's enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like it's not super stressful. I'm not like trying to save the world or nothing. All I got to do is worry about making par. You know. <laughs> But what was fascinating is with the PS5, how pretty it fucking looks. I was like, this does not look like the game I was playing on my PS4. Like, the water looks really good. Like, it's almost photorealistic. And I'm like, did they do an update that I don't know about? Like, because it, or they just, because of the capability of the machine, it just pumps up all the graphics for the Ford to the highest, to the best quality. And I was like, that was some really good quality for a game that's like, you know, over a year old. You know, so I recommend it. If you get your hands on one, get yourself a PS5. There you go. That's what I'm telling you, folks. PGA Golf 2K21 looks awesome that way. Can't wait for 22. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. So is that it for That's video games? It, yep. Okay. All right. So it's my turn with the news. Okay. I got to get my glasses off and not bend my knee, apparently. Fuck, that hurts. 
<sighs> okay, I'm going to start with this one because sometimes I try to save ones, but this one I feel like is is. Uh, Ed, I need you to call up IMDb. All right, All right. I'm going to give you a name: Roland Emmerich. He's a director slash producer. Um, he's produced such hits as Independence Day, 2012, Godzilla. Um, Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich were kind of like a like a, a duo. It was kind of like the Michael Bay and Jerry Bruckheimer, except in more like over the top action. Like while the two of them were over the top action, these guys like to do like disaster flicks. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Deep Impact or might be there, might be one of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking them up? I'm slowly yes. Okay, well, he slams... He's got a new movie out, and it's... Um, fuck, which one is it? Uh, he just... His movie's got coming out, and it's Moonfall. Moonfall's coming out, and it's where the moon is falling out of orbit of the... Ugh, that one. That one. It's that over-the-top action disaster flick, right? Uh-huh. That he did in The Day After Tomorrow, and he did in 2012, because that's when you know the Aztec calendar said the world was going to get destroyed <laughs> mm-hmm. and you, you you find them <laughs> do i do i need to click to a imdb is just running a little slow right now okay so i'm just trying try to one more time here all right well rowan emmerich slams marvel and star wars for ruining our industry Okay, this comes from IndieWire. The blockbuster filmmaker says he disdains franchises so much that he he even regrets making the Independence Day sequel. Uh, I think he also did um, not the uh, what's the one with Jamie Foxx and Chatham Tanning, where they're the president and uh, um, not it's White House Down. White House Down. Yeah, I think he produced that one. Ironically enough, the same time. we call it something has fallen came out. Oh, the German film director, Ron and Emmerich. Uh-huh. Uh, he criticism of Marvel movies is nothing new. Uh, oh, he directed the 98 Godzilla Yes, movie. the 98 Godzilla. Oh, my God. Right. He has zero clout in my book. <laughs> the one with Matthew Broderick. Yes. But if you look at, you know, let's see. He's uh, speaking to Den of Geek to promote his latest film, Moonfall. Emmerich lamented the current state of blockbuster filmmaking. There's a quote, because naturally Marvel and DC Comics and Star Wars have pretty much taken over, he says. It's ruining our industry a little bit because nobody does anything original anymore. I'm just going to throw this out here, sir. Nothing original. This coming from the guy who's destroyed the world every time he makes a fucking movie. Independence Day, alien invasion, things blow up. Alien, uh, insur- we, call it, uh, we call it Independence Day resurrection or insurrection or, you know... Well, I mean, he like I said, he's he's Independence uh, Day uh, Resurrection. He's done this all the Stargate um, series, uh-huh. Stargate okay. Universe, Stargate Atlantis, Stargate SG. Well, there's TV shows. I'm talking about the big movies. Okay, going back, he's written Independence Day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He written Stargate and the world. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Moon Forty Four. Okay. Ghost Chased, Making Contact, Noah's Ark, Principal. These. He's probably. I don't know what that is, but. All right, I'm going to go to... Uh, Are you uh, looking at director or no, producer? He's writing here. Okay. Like, like, all right, so direct it. He's directed... Let's go back to the original 1979. It's a short... <laughs> no, I'm not going there. Uh, I'm trying to find something that... Be like, here you go. 
Universal Soldier he directed, uh-huh. Stargate he directed, uh-huh. Independence Day he directed, uh-huh. Godzilla he directed, uh-huh. The Patriot he directed, uh-huh. The Day After Tomorrow, uh-huh. 10,000 BC, uh-huh. 2012, uh-huh. Anonymous, uh-huh. Dark Horse. <laughs> That's a TV movie, sorry. Right. White House Down, uh-huh. Stonewall, okay. um, Independence Day Resur- uh, uh, Resurgence, uh-huh. The Day After Tomorrow, uh, uh, Midway, uh, okay, uh, so they, Moonfall, which, you know. Okay, it's they, a new one, right? And apparently he's working on two new ones, Stargate, so I guess he's doing another he's Stargate. Re- I think you're probably rebooting it. And uh, Maya Lord is the one, but that was just announced. So I don't know what okay. that's about. <sighs> Basically, he's, uh, to many, Emmerich's is post-trial for excessively commercial Hollywood blockbusters. But while the Independence Day directors did not deny the idea he's never seen a VS, VFX explosion he didn't love, he says he's, he's used his status as a disaster filmmaker to advance his mission of making original films. He credits his reputation for allowing him to secure a $146 million budget for an original movie about the moon falling onto the earth. <laughs> uh, you should make bold new movies, you know? And I think, actually, Christopher Nolan is a master of that. He is someone who can make, a, make movies about whatever he wants, he said. I, I have it a little bit harder, but I still have a big enough name, especially when it's disaster or has some sort of disaster theme. But, I mean... I kind of, like, okay, this is a serious subject. Very rarely do we get upon these. If your niche is making disaster films, how is that any different than the niche superhero film? Now, while the superhero films might be getting more in popularity and everyone's doing them, but you specialize in disaster movies. Well, that's the thing. You you can actually lump some of the movies that he's done into the superhero genre, especially Godzilla, yeah, okay. you know, Independence Day. They, I mean, they can almost fall into like a comic book category, uh, even though they're, I'm probably not based in comic books. But like those kind of ideas could be made into a comic book kind of series. You right. know, and you, you go, you go, and well, you you you're kind of creating that. So you're you're in a way working on that same way. I think the problem with Hollywood is not so much the what they're doing is is what the what the film company what the film places want to do the the the, the studios want to do when they spend their money they want to get their most bang for the buck what's the sure. most bang for the buck Warner Brothers and Marvel is doing the you know Disney's right. doing it the, because they're doing these movies and they're the ones that are dominating box offices because everybody wants to go see Batman everybody wants to go see right. Captain America right. you know and so on so you're you're having this hard time filling those other spots but i mean it's like like there's movies like i said the protege like i right. wanted to see that movie I, I saw it came out it came and went like a flash right and it's, of course i'd also blame the pandemic now at this point because it's, like, it's just like it's hard for me to go to a theater now wear a mask for two hours you know and, right and you know and worry that you know am, am i seated next to somebody that didn't even bother right getting a shot or whatever and i know like that's a whole argument whatever but like, there's another movie. <laughs> Not to get political. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. That kind of shit. But like, there's another movie called The Three Five Five that I'm really interested in seeing. It's like an all woman, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. like spy assassin movie. I'm into these movies, you know. So I'm like, type of thing. But I'm like, I'm all, I also watch, you know, Batman. I also watch Spider Man. I right. also watch, you know, those movies. So you're, it's it's hard for me. But I mean, like, I do appreciate other films. Like, oh, it's just that the studios don't want to take that chance. It's too big right. of a risk, you know. Right. Uh, you know, I just recently picked up a movie that almost destroyed the pirate movie genre, Cutthroat Island. 
Oh yeah. You know that I was. I thought you were thinking pirates, the porn movie. <laughs> Sorry. There is a Pirates porn movie. I know. I've seen it. It's really good. High-end stuff, Stop too. Different. Like special effects and everything. I'm like, God damn, this is a really good movie. Oh, and there's sex involved. Awesome. <laughs> Sets designs are, are phenomenal. Yeah, like, oh, my God. That's that's a that's a computer animated skeleton coming at me. That's awesome. Oh, look. There's two girls going down on each other. Awesome. <laughs> but anyway, I, I digress. Um, the... But like like that like until Pirates of the Caribbean came out, right? There was no pirate movies, and they right. no no movie studio wanted to do that because right. the amount of money it takes to make one of those movies is it's so usually a period piece, and right? Yeah, so Oof. it's it makes it makes it more difficult. So all of a sudden, when when Disney did it, and Jerry Bruckheimer goes, "We'll do it with pirates. We'll take we'll take this Disney ride and make right. a movie out of it." All of a sudden, now like. Other seafaring movies actually started coming out, so you're going, okay, great. So like, like until like somebody can go, I can do this movie, and somebody has to put money into it, right? And take a chance on me, right? Take, take a chance on me. It's a thing, but this guy who's done a lot of these disaster movies, you're going, yeah, if you got no clout really to. Yeah, right. they, uh, you you make one type of movie, and you're saying, okay, well, I use that money that I make from that movie. To make other movies, but no one ever hears of those other movies. It's awesome that you're branching, quote unquote, branching out to do other things. But if you're known as the disaster flick guy, you can't complain about the oh look at this, the Star Wars guys or it's the it's the comic book guys. You have your own little circle. There's not a lot of people go yeah like I'm the disaster movie guy. You're it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, last year it was uh, the director. Um Fuck, I can't think of his name now. Uh, uh, Give me the movie. Martin, Martin Scorsese. Right. Well, Martin Scorsese bitches about superhero right. movies. He did the Joker. Right. He <laughs> produced, produced it. He produced it. He still was involved. Right. Was, I hate those comic movies, but next up, I'm producing a movie called The Joker. Joker. You know why? Because it's basically uh, a movie I made. So it's a character study <laughs> right. versus you know an actual comic book movie. Right. I mean, hey. It's much more serious. Much more serious. <laughs> <laughs> But the the to me it's just like you know like like people that like made great movies at a time like you know like like a, a Spielberg I mean he made great movies sure. you know and uh, and it's just and they were different genres too you had the shark movie you had the space movie you had the action adventure movie right like you know? he he branched out the different things and right. he would keep trying he did the Holocaust movie right. <laughs> But after since they did the Holocaust movie, he's his yeah he's, he's kind of tapered off. He's definitely made more dramas and more like oh I won an Oscar for the serious movies. Now I'm a serious director, so now I can do more serious movies. Right? AI. <laughs> and only AI he did as a favor. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> but now, then he did go back to you know Ready Player One. Yeah, because there's only one person that could have done that: him or uh, Robert Zemeckis. Okay. You know, only those two I would trust with that with that film. Right, like the like his last film was the remake of uh, West Side Story. West Side Story, which I heard was good, but it's a remake. Right, like, you know what was wrong with the original? Right. I, I mean, well, I mean, okay, some could say the original didn't have a lot of uh, people of color in it. It wasn't very um, PC. I would say like you had actors who were pretending to be Puerto Rican, not actual Puerto Rican people. Right, and, you and, know, and, and, and so fine, update it. I'm okay with that, but. All right. I mean, I guess you know we live in a different age. That people need to be represented on. If you're going to represent a culture, you should have people from that culture be there to represent it. Completely understand. But it's still a shot for shot remake almost. 
It's, it's like it's like somebody watching a movie. Go, I could do this do this better. And I'm I, gonna you know, give me where's my camera? Right, like I could do this. And then you, and, you, and you they shoot this thing, and you're going. Gus Van Zant did it with Psycho. With, you remember that? Uh, J- uh, what do you call it? Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. He was like, after he makes all these movies, what do you want to do? I want to do a shot for shot remake of Psycho. And he was so big, they're like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That's the thing. Like you, they get so big for their britches, you're, they're like, "Yeah, you know, we'll just write you a check." You know, cause right? It's like it's Steven Spielberg name. Even if it's a flop, it'll still right. make like 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 my our money. BFG, back. you know, a big friendly giant. I think it was. Yes, I always think big fucking gun, but <laughs> that's because I'm a Doom player. <laughs> like, oh my god, Spielberg's making a Doom movie? BFG, <laughs> big friendly giant. Oh, oh, I'm completely wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong, all wrong, all around. Why would you think big fucking gun Doom Three? <laughs> like <laughs> so, so to me it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, I, I I know these guys want to make pop shots. I know Ridley Scott was making pop shots yeah, earlier. Well, damn, damn. Up, about the young generation not appreciating his movies because they're too involved. I have in yet Twitter. to watch the last duel. By the way, I bought it. I have yet to watch it. <laughs> I just don't have two hours to watch it. Just feel like it's a serious movie, and I don't have time for serious at twelve o'clock at night. <laughs> But the, the the idea is is that like the, these these people pe- people are getting tired because they're getting their ass kicked by comic book movies right. or, or space movies that or space opera movies th- that were around for so long and they're going I'm I'm, I'm losing the fucking, I'm, making- I'm, losing, I'm losing the fucking Captain America you know? I'm making a movie about the moon falling onto the Earth and there might be something living inside of it like it's an egg apparently. And have you seen the trailer for it? Yes. And but you know what I'm getting beat out? Fucking talking raccoon. <laughs> Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Somebody nobody cares about this guy. I don't understand. People are going. He's a Marvel character, and I'm getting my ass kicked by this guy. I'm getting my ass kicked by movies that are streaming. Yes. I'm trying to put my movie in theaters where where my moonfall needs to be experienced in the theater. <laughs> This ain't no Pam and Tommy TV show. This is high art. <laughs> Instead, I have to put the likes with Encanto, a magical house, and a grumpy grandma <laughs> who clearly has a favorite. She's the villain of the story. Don't get me started, Ed. Don't get me started. You don't want to talk about Bruno? We'll talk about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Ed... Yes. After 56 years, Sega is officially out of the arcade business. Oh, my God. This is like the craziest news I've ever heard. Well, it's... Oh, oh, oh sorry. Resident Alien uh, popped up there on my screen. I got to <laughs> pop that, huh? An end of an era. After 56 years, Sega officially out of the arcade business. It's game over for Sonic Maker's coin-operated division. Waka waka. <laughs> Uh, long before the speedy boob file named Sonic raced into the scene, Sega was already claiming quarters and tokens at a rate it would make every, you know, okay, so, yeah, they were really big, they pushed 80s greats like sci-fi shooter Zaxxon and track day racer Turbo. Uh, now, after a remarkable 56 years maintaining a coin-operating gaming presence from its native, from its native Japan, Sega is reporting getting out of the arcade business for good. Uh, Eurogamer reports that the company, which is still going strong worldwide as a developer and publisher of console mega franchises, is pulling out of the Japanese parlor gaming market, selling all of its rem- remaining arcades to other co- to other companies. 
Ed, maybe we can get one. <laughs> How much are they selling it for? It's got to be cheap. Uh, if we were in Japan, it'd be, it'd be unbelievable how cheap it is. I was in Japan two years ago now, and there is an, there's an area uh-huh. it's called Agihabara. Uh-huh. Agihabara! <laughs> Bless you. It's these four huge buildings uh-huh. that have the big Sega logo on okay, it. Okay, right. I see, and, I've seen photos. And it's you go into these buildings. Each building is level after level wow. after level of video games. You would be like, you know, you know, like the nerds cried and, right. and they saw cafe. That would be you. There was, every level. Okay, I would. It would be the scene in uh, Clerks uh, where Don, where Randall goes to Blockbuster to rent a movie, and he kind of because he works at RST Video. Yeah, he goes to Blockbuster, and he as soon as he walks in, he drops down on his knees, and he's like. I have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly All exactly. Right. Um, it's. I mean, I said they're, they're like you could buy games there, and like some of the stuff, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I, 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 I was gonna think about getting like a second, like another suitcase, and like <laughs> and throw like some of the prices for the some of the stuff. I'm like, and I could probably make a fortune. Right, on the, bringing it on, back to the states, on, back to the states and eBay market. Just some of the stuff because it was like, like, like old, old Game Boys and old, like, wow. it, you know, Game Boy, like, like even the newer stuff, like, like PS2. There was games that I never heard of that were like Japanese only releases, you know, okay. kind of thing. And I was like, would this work in the U.S.? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, you know, <laughs> I was, I was half tempted to buy it, but I'm thinking. Do I, my, does my PS2 still work? You know, like, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, I probably probably can make a fortune on eBay, and I'm thinking maybe you know I could probably like finance trips just based off. Of, you know, Edge, how'd you afford that trip to Disney World? I sold a first generation Sega. Yeah. <laughs> like what? I'm, yeah, I did. I was able to afford bringing the whole family with me. <laughs> it was it's just ridiculous. Like, Ed, why are you throwing dollar bills into the fireplace? Who needs them? <laughs> oh, it's just a one. Yeah. yeah. 100, 100, 100. Who do a 50 in there? <laughs> so that's what it says. I wipe my ass with $20 bills, Sean. <laughs> but you, you just, I mean, like, like it's a spectacle to see this place, you know, kind right. of thing. And you're going, and you're going, like, fucking Tiggy's getting out, and you're going, What's gonna happen? Right, like, like you can hear the void. Like, what's like? What's what's like? Because like, like, this this place was like, and I imagine it's like this every night. Because I saw videos of it and all. I mean, it's it's like a video game party. It's every. It's and it's every night. It's every wow. night. I'm exactly it. There was there's a game that Seal plays now that she played in Japan and she like went gaga. We spent like hours sitting there and I was playing other games while uh-huh. she was playing this game and I, I, it's like a Disney Zoom Zoom game which is oh, a little yeah, animal. It's, it's like TS Zoom Zoom. Yeah, they, they sell for Sony's, the Switch. Uh, 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 Switch has it, you yeah. know, kind of thing. And she went Gaga for it, and I bought it for her. And like, she plays that thing for hours. Like, if she's not playing right. Animal Crossing, she play that. And it's just, it's just amazing. And it's just like you're going, how is, how is Sega getting out of this? Like, this is, this is mind blowing to me. Like, what, are, what are they going to do? Are they, does it say what they're going to do after they get well, out? Well, it's uh, via Eurogamer's report. Sega has sold the remaining shares of the arcade business to Genda Incorporated. 
which will rebrand all the Japanese arcades picked up in the acquisition under the uh, Jigo brand banner. Uh, the crowd-curbing effects of the COVID-19 pandemic already had prompted Sega to sell 85% of its arcade shares to the same company uh, back in late 2020. Excuse me, the persistence of the pandemic through new variants, combined with the ongoing global demographic shift towards home-based gaming, reportedly compelled the company to finally offload the small remainder of its arcade shares. Uh, Sega's been in the arcade business for so long that its first games weren't even what we would think typically of straightforward video games. Rather, early Sega hits like Periscope were hybrids, games that combine electronics with mechanical features already familiar to anyone who's used a joystick, operating a toy grabbing claw or tilted table cone. I think that's one with the, they had like the Periscope and you'd swing it around. Right, you right. swing it back and forth and right. you know, because you could see the screen but it'd be like so bad, but then you look through the scope and you could see it'd be perfect and you just wait and you had to like, I think like a, a torpedo that you would right. shoot. And it wouldn't like you have to wait to reload, like kind of thing. So it wouldn't be like something you could fire and fire and fire, and you know. So you'd have to be very accurate on on the, uh, the right. Sega. Tell me, tell me a visual doesn't you can't see sound. Yeah. The moment you saw it, Sega. Sega. Dling. <laughs> yes. Uh, even though Sega stopped making consoles with its uh, after its two thousand one dis- dem- demise of the iconic Dreamcast. Its game division has only blossomed in the past two decades. In addition to a sonic renaissance that spawned a major movie hit and an upcoming sequel, um, the company maintains a sizable present-day video game franchise lineup that also includes Sega-published hits like Bayonetta, Shenmue, Valkyria Chronicles, and the Yakuza series. Um, which I did, you know, I did like that last Yakuza game, the one that I played, Judgment. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I'm, and I'm actually, they're making... What perceives to be like an open world Sonic game, I don't know how that's going to work, but yeah. it looked like wait, so it's kind of like imagine like Zelda, except you're Sonic and you're running through stuff and you're picking up coins and like how's that going to work? Yeah. Like, am, am I gonna? I'm like, eh, well, whatever. I mean, I'm here for it, Ed. I'm here for it. So sorry, Sega. Sorry to end of an era, Ed. Yeah, that's so weird. Um. Last week we talked about um, what do you call it? Uh, drawing a blank here. Uh, Microsoft buying Activision and yes, well Sony has decided to have Bungie join PlayStation. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, since uh, those people don't know, Bungie was the original maker of Halo. And then Microsoft decided to fuck them out of the job. And went, you know what? We think we can handle it. And they gave it to 343 Studios. And then Bungie's like, okay, well, fine. We're going to take our property and we'll make that. that Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just thought that was... Here we can see. Do I have... Uh, it was just an acquisition. Now, apparently, the legendary developer is joining PlayStation as an independent multi-platform studio and publisher. Uh, this is directly from Sony's uh, president and CEO, Jim Ryan. Uh, today I'm very happy to announce Bungie will be joining the PlayStation family. First off, I want to be very clear to the community that Bungie will remain an independent and multi-platform studio and publisher. As such, we believe it makes sense for it to sit alongside the PlayStation studio organization, and we are incredibly excited about the opportunities for synergies and collaboration between these two world-class groups. I spent a lot of time with Pete Parsons, Jarson Jones, names, names the Bungie management team, 
to develop the right relationships where they will be fully backed and supported by Sony Interactive Entertainment and enabled to do what they do best, build incredible worlds that captivate millions of people. Uh, Bungie's world-class expertise in multi-platform development and live game service will help us deliver on our vision of expanding PlayStation to hundreds of millions of gamers. Bungie's a great innovator and has developed incredible proprietary tools that will help PlayStation Studio achieve new heights under Herman Holst's leadership. Um, all right, well, so... Here's a few words from Pete Parsons. We believe that we have limits, uh, limitless potential, and that we're able, that, and that to do anything worthwhile in entertainment, we must bet big on our vision, on our studio, and our incredible team of trusted creators who build unforgettable roles that truly matter to people. Uh, in Sony, we found a partner who unconditionally supports us in all we are, and who wants to accelerate our vision to create gen- generation-spanning entertainment, all while preserving the creative independence that beats in Bungie's heart. Uh, let's see. Well, the, the the I mean, based on based what you're telling is is basically whew, a lot of ass kissing. <laughs> right, it's a lot of uh, hobnob polishing. Yeah, harumph, harumph, harumph. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. I like you. You like me. We like each other. We we believe this is going to be a great partnership, and it's going to help propel both our companies into the future. Right. I, I and I and I think I think it's because of of people wanting to. And and again, it's, it comes down to console wars. Like, which console are you going to buy? And you know, and if you you have these names like Bungie and, and and Activision and so on, in in these different mixes, you you will tend to because I like oh I like these games and these are right. made by this company, so I have to buy this system now because they're going to be exclusives. I, we talked about it on the show that I am a big fan of the Diablo series, and it's owned by Blizzard and Activision. So, if you're going to tell me that. Diablo 4 is going to be a play, uh, an Xbox exclusive. I'm kind of fucked. Right. I'm in a position I'm I'm forced in a position to want to play that game or get a high-end PC. I don't want to do that. I don't got that kind of money. You know, I might be able to, to you know finagle a console out of, you know, out of my paycheck and all, but I don't want to buy an Xbox. Just to, uh, just for one game. Just for one game. Yeah. But I mean it's 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 you know it's like okay, well they also own Elder Scrolls too. It's like Bethesda, Doom. Elder Scrolls. I'm like sons of bitches. You fuck. God damn it. Like it gets me. It makes me angry on one hand because it's like you're Disney. You're being Disney. You're just gonna suck up all the entertainment. <laughs> and you're gonna keep it for yourself. And you're gonna force me to buy something or join something that I don't really want to join. But I have no choice if I want to get the entertainment that I want out of my gaming community. Mm. Then on the other hand, then you switch to Sony, and Sony's like, "Well, you know what? We're gonna buy, we're gonna partner because they bought Bungie, but they're partnered together. It's like we, it's like Ed, I'm gonna buy your company, but you get to do what you want to do, right? You know, it's like okay, well, we st- well, that, that, see, we, they say that now, and I, I tend to go, that's bullshit, right? Now. Right, because you're gonna get like, oh, look here, look here's got new Destiny exclusively on PlayStation first. You know, but uh, no, I think I think with with Bungie, like they're they'll they'll probably do that. But then, like, what's up happening is is that like they're going to almost ha- like Sony's going to come in and go, and you know, we need to almost take control to um, keep these games going on our on our system, and we we need to like have like the Sony kind of feel to it, you know, like right. you know, and then. You know, like, like, yeah, I know you were you were working for other consoles in the past. You know, trying to you know, you know, expand your brand because you had to do both the you know or, or 
even maybe all three. Right. Now you know now now he's just you're just exclusively Sony. So these are the kind of guidelines we want to you know now put our you know claw into. Maybe I also think too that with um, Bungie you have um, a company that knows how to do stuff online, and PlayStation is getting rid of their PlayStation Now stuff mm-hmm. because the rumor is that, that they're trying to transition into something like Microsoft has with Game Pass which in order to do that you're going to need a lot of servers to do and a lot of space mm-hmm. something that Bungie might have because of Destiny and, and any of the well they don't do the Halo stuff anymore but they know how to do mass online communities mm-hmm. So if you're going to buy a company, that might be the way to go because if you're going to repolish how people play their games, whether it be streaming or downloading them, they might – or if it's going to be like, hey, everybody, we're going to create a brand new game and it's going to be online and you can do this you can do that. Maybe there, there's like a little bit of a hint there. Mm-hmm. Another rumor had it been that it Sony's also looking to acquire Ubisoft. Really? Yeah, <laughs> see your eyes perked up. You're like, yeah, that was that was another rumor. Like it was between Bungie and Ubisoft, but I don't think that they're done yet. I think if they buy Ubisoft, as a person who has legitimately, I can say that that is a company that I almost buy every single game they make because they make the Assassin's Creed games, mm-hmm. they make the Watch Dogs games, they make um, Far Cry. They've just. I just finished. I just played a, the Ghost Recon game because I was like, I'm kind of interested in it. The Riders Republic. I'm almost everything that Ubisoft has made. I've played in one one fashion or another, and I'm like, oh, okay. I don't mind that acquisition because at least my games that I like playing will still be in my area. <laughs> like, <laughs> still I, my console. Still my console. I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna do that, but I think that it's gonna have to. I think the only way to let Microsoft have the Activisions and the Blizzards and the you know those kind of companies is you're going to have to let another company buy somebody else mm-hmm. like so that there's not a quote unquote monopoly you know what I mean if you have the Sony and Microsoft just going zunk, 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 you it's like it's it is monopoly you take this part of the board and I'll take this part of the board and we'll all be happy yeah you know it's like but you know and then Switch is Nintendo is left in the middle going what do we get <laughs> we get Sega. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, they, that's the thing. Like, like Nintendo, I think will be like and almost the king of the mountain. Like, I they like like right. S- Sony and 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 uh, um and Microsoft will be constantly battling each other for supremacy. Right. And like the, Nintendo goes, we haven't changed in forty years. Right. You know, yeah, come like, on over. We still got Mario. <laughs> <laughs> we still got Zelda. We still got hey, Mario. To me, a Mario. No one hasn't changed in fifty years. Me, huh? <laughs> come on over. I, I beg you some pasta. Luigi, who gets all scared and all, we have a good time. I got Bowser coming over. We play a little Mario party. <laughs> it's be fun. I got the golf course in the back. Everyone loves a Mario. And what's happened is while the Sony people and the Microsoft people, they're fighting, who sneaks through a Mario? Your pal, Mario. I take you to a nicer place. Take you out to dinner, get a little, a little washy-washy, handy-handy. Next thing you know, I'm on top. It's like when they do the Oscars and they have two people that fight it out and the third one somehow sneaks through. They wind up being the winner because all the other votes went to the other people. I win it by a thousand votes because everyone was fighting. Yeah, I'm on the top. I'm 
I'm, I gave you a new system, the OLED. Hey, OLED. Gives you a little bit more memory, a little bit of heart. It, it'd be awesome. I'd be your best defender at Mario. And I got my friend Luigi, my brother. He's awesome. Because, <laughs> I mean, the, the Nintendo has been – will be dominant in the next – few years because like they still i mean they have a hand technically like it's a handhold handheld home console at the same time it's called the switch for a reason ed (laughs) exactly you can either switch from the console to the handheld eh? (laughs) and nintendo we are so smart (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) everyone's thinking that so so basically like like they they like because like 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 Microsoft I don't think has done a like a handheld Microsoft console. yeah it's called the PC <laughs> <laughs> it's called the laptop it's called the laptop it's called the laptop <laughs> that's their handheld division <laughs> um but, but I mean, no like, they haven't they haven't done anything they, have, they don't have a VR well they don't have a VR headset for their their consoles they don't have a mobile console at all but maybe they don't they don't like oh, we don't need it right <laughs> we, don't, we don't need it we got the PC we got the Game Pass we got the Xbox. What, a handheld what? Every time Sony tries doing the handheld, the winds up getting smashed because there's only one king in the handheld business, and that's a Mia Mario. <laughs> hey, at the PSP, that's a cute. At plays and movies, that's a nice. Little itty bitty discs, uh, that's a cute. I use them as a little pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> and then you try to with the PS Vita, it's uh, a cute thing. Eh? Oh, and remotes plays with the PS4, take it a mile out of your house. You can't do nothing with it. <laughs> A remote to play if you're going from the bedroom to the living room. <laughs> uh, so me the switch, you can take it whenever you want. <laughs> take it on the airplane, you play the switch. Uh, you take it go home, you play with the switch. You plug it into your TV, you play the switch. Uh, <laughs> anywhere you want it, that's the way you need it. Mario is here for you. <laughs> so exactly. So to me, it's just like they. I mean. The only and I I always my always biggest complaint was and they they've been coming on board with a lot of stuff is the fact is like a more adult content. That's right. The the, we call the Grand Theft Auto the trilogy right to hand on Switch. You want to beat the hook and take its money? Come to Switch. (laughs) But you want the family entertainment? Me trying to save the princess for the hundredth time? You got that too. (laughs) But if you want to run over a bunch of vandals, be a bunch of bums. Hey, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, we got that. <laughs> we got the, the we got the Mortal Kombat where you want to beat someone through a pulp and prove that they're spine. We got that too. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to see a Luigi get the scared in, in a big building, we got that too. The Luigi's Mansion Three. <laughs> if you want to see someone to split the head open, we got those games too. <laughs> But that's not for the kids. It's for the adults. After the kids go to bed, bye. After they play the Mario Party, everybody loves a Mario Party. Woot woot! And no party like a Mario Party. Woot woot! <laughs> Next thing you know, they put the kids to bed. You can start to beat up the hookers. Grand <laughs> Theft Auto: The Vice City. Nothing like a good blow and a good blow job. A double whammy, huh? That's magic mushroom for you, right here, honey. <laughs> This will make it grow up nice, big and tall. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's. <laughs> I just I just think that like with because they're absorbing all these companies, it's they're trying to 
provide more entertainment. Like right. it's a, it's like the streaming wars. It's the right. same thing. It's it's the video game awards because I I think that maybe one day discs will be obsolete. You know, like you know we we've, we've been talking about this for. Don't say that's my bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to put me out of business, man? How dare you? You like the physical media. <laughs> I love physical media. Here's I I will always say this. I like physical media. Um, sometimes, sometimes I don't like. I, I, sometimes I like digital. Like my digital, my movie video library is heavily dependent upon digital content. Right. My video games, I still like the disc, and and that's probably because I don't fully believe that you should pay full price for digital content. Like all the movies we talk about, I'm usually getting the five dollars, ten dollar deals. Mm. I'm not paying them for twenty dollars. I mean, so with the exception of maybe like one, one or two movies, I paid the twenty bucks for like a. Um, Cruella, which bit me on the ass because I got to watch it for free if I just paid attention, right? <laughs> but most of the part, most time, like when I picked up, um, you know, um, Unbreakable, it's five dollars. Right. I had to buy it for, again for twenty dollars. I'm not paying thirteen dollars for a movie I already currently own. I just can't scan it in for two dollars. I had to wait for it going sale. But video games, I still feel like the same thing. I, my argument is, you buy a game, what if it sucks? Right. What do you do with it? If you buy a game and you finish it, what do you do with it? And with production costs of a video game, it kind of warrants that kind of a price tag. You and I who are computer people, we know that that's ones and zeros. Why are you paying $70? It, it's just – I understand that it maybe a bigger piece of pie goes to other people. But I guarantee you that bigger piece – an <laughs> That big piece of pie does not go – to the people who make the game, it goes to the people who supply the game. Like, I mean, I think that a, a digital content game, like, let's say, the new God of War. If you buy it, like, the new God of War comes out, Ragnarok. Mm. You're going to buy it in stores for either $60 or $70, depending on your system. Mm. And you're going to pay 60 or $70 digitally for whatever version you want. I don't think that's right. I think $40, I think, is a nice base that if you're going to buy a digital game, new, 40 bucks. Mm. Unless it's like a digital deluxe edition, then maybe add an extra ten bucks. Right. You know, there's like the new WWE game that's coming out. There's like an NWO for Life version that you can only get digitally on the PC, and it's like a hundred dollars, a hundred and twenty dollars. I'm like, why? Who? Really? Like, well, the, the 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 problem with some of these games, and then like I said, depends on the game. Is the fact is is that they have like a hundred people working on this game, mm-hmm. and you're going. Why? Like, 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 you know, like, and it's, it's like, you know, like, like there's background people and then there's character sure. development da, 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 and there's story. And every one of them puts a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of blood, sweat and tears and sometimes get the shaft. Right. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, and they, and like, once the game's done, they have to like almost look for another job. They're not working right. for that same company anymore right. because they're done the game. And like, there's, there's a new director that's going to hire a new crew of people that's going to, you know, and some might stay on because they, they know the character back and forth and right. how it's designed and how it's, you know, goes. And, and then a lot of like, the, the like, you know, the, that did the little touch up work. They're like, yeah, we can replace you with somebody else. You know it's what? cheaper. This is going to sound kind of ballsy, but I wish there was a, resi- a residual check division for video games. Like every time someone buys God of War, a game that's like five years old. I think the people who developed it should get a little something, something for it. Everybody. <laughs> I got to have a set for the original God of War. Yeah, Look, yeah, but if, yeah, but if that God of War, if like let's say they, they sold like 10,000 copies in like a month, 
10 years after it's out, maybe it's like a $100 check. I mean, it's not it's not enough to be like, I paid my rent with a old residual check. Right. But at least something. It's like, why not? If artists get paid for their work and they should get residual te- checks anyway. Like, if every time Sony makes a God of War game, I think that everyone should get a little something, something from it. You know, I know I'm thinking very like, oh, Sean, it's so avant-garde. So, like, socialism? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean... <clears throat> It's it now. See, that's this. That's where it comes at difficult because, like, who gets it? Like, not everybody that made God of First War. First base. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> that not everybody that made God of War should get a piece of the action. Somebody that did touch up work for like the game you know like had really nothing to do with it other than <laughs> right they could <laughs> right. type a code out because he's not going to smash to a rock you know kind of thing i'm the guy who put that little blood splatter on that wall right like, that's yeah. my job blood splatter right like based off of the the axe swing right that he did the splatter <laughs> should be in this school. pattern i went to school for forensic science blood splatter patterns just so i could design video games with accurate blood splatter right <laughs> I'm in debt, $100,000 was my medical degree, which I'm not using, by the way. But I have to worry because God of War, when he swings at axe, I have to make sure the blood splatters in the correct patterns. Right. <laughs> so they say, like, like the guys who created, you know, Batman and Superman, like back in the day when they didn't get much money and they didn't really get actually credit for the, right. you know, the those characters. And you, you felt terrible for him because, like, someone right. working crappy jobs, like, you know. Right. Some died penniless and broke. Bill right. Finger. Yeah. So you, yes. So <laughs> I'm just throwing facts, just spitting facts, Ed. <laughs> so those people should, you know, deserve that kind of money because sure. you know they they. But like like somebody who who drew Batman or, or colored his, you know, his his uh, cape, you know, like one day. Like, like, does he get anything for it? No, because that's what his job was. He got paid an hourly wage. So he, that's where it makes, becomes more difficult. So, like, those hundreds of people that developed that video game, probably five or six right. really will get a residual check. The rest of those guys got, like, an hourly wage that they worked on this game, and then they had to move on and find another job because, you know, they... Right. It's, it, they're kind of like pay, pay for hired people. Right. They're like, hey, we need a specialist. Come on in. Um, especially I'm the blood splatter guy. Okay, do this, 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 thanks. You're out. You're out. You know, thanks for your help. We appreciate you. Now you're, he's like a, we call it a hired gunman. Right. <laughs> he's one and done and he's right. over, you know, and then he'll move on to the next project that he, you know, gets. All right. Uh, yeah. Ed. Yeah. Um, Ron Perlman is not eager to make Hellboy 3. <laughs> but he's like at 71 at 71 fucking years old but we owe it to the fans um for those people who don't know i think the original hellboy and the sequel are guillermo del toro is a phenomenal writer director um he's got a new movie on uh hbo max i want to watch it's called nightmare alley looks really really good mm-hmm. um but the shape of water phenomenal movie but he also made Hellboy, like one of the very few comic book movies before comic book movies were a staple. Hmm. Uh, he also followed it up with the Golden uh, Golden Army Hellboy Two. There was supposed to be a third one in there. There was hmm. supposed to be. 
they never got it off the ground, production, whatever, and then Paramount, I think it's Paramount, whoever owns it, decides to say, fuck it, we're going to reboot the series with um, whole new people. It wasn't the greatest. <laughs> um, I mean, have you watched, you've, you and I seen it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, you know. Um, I want to see it again soon. <laughs> that's right. Uh, every once in a while I see it on sound, I'm like, do I want to? I mean, Mila Jovovich is in it, and I like her, and it's very rarely does she get to play the bad guy. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm kind of, maybe. Um, so, but, it, okay, well, according to Ron Perlman, he's turning 72 years old in April, but he's refusing to let age get in the way of a potential third Hellboy movie with director Guillermo del Toro. The two earned rave reviews for 2004's Hellboy and 2008 Hellboy's 2, The Golden Army. It was Well, the original Hellboy was distributed by uh, Sony Pictures. Uh, okay. So Sony still owns... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good news. Apparently, from my head, um, the sequel didn't crack the two hundred million dollars at the worldwide didn't crack two hundred million at the worldwide box office, and thus the studio pulled the plug on Del Toro's plan for a trilogy-ending third movie. Hellboy fans have since been waiting fourteen years for Hellboy three. Uh, speaking to the Independent this month, Perlman told Del Toro told Del Toro it's time to get their long overdue third Hellboy movie he made. He's like, "Am I eager to do Hellboy three? No, I'm seventy one fucking years old. <laughs> but we owe this to the fans, and we should give it to them because it would be an epic conclusion. So Guillermo, if you're reading, I'm not done pounding you. To, I'm not done pounding you to get this fucking thing done." <laughs> Uh, the Hellboy franchise was rebooted in 2019 without the Toro Perlman's involvement. Uh, the Descent, the Descent filmmaker Neil Marshall stepped into the director's chair, and Stranger Things favorite, favorite David Harbour took the title role. The movie was a notorious box office bomb, grossing $44 million worldwide on a $50 million production budget. Uh, Perlman told CBM uh, in 2020 that he turned down an offer to appear in the 2019 reboot because of his loyalty to Del Toro. Uh, the reboot was something I had an opportunity to participate and decided the only version of Hellboy I'm interested in is the one to do with Guillermo, he said at the time. Uh, so in walking away from it, I truly walked away from it and haven't seen or heard much of it. I wish them well, but it's not my Ballywick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fans' loyalty to Del Toro and Perlman is what Harbour cited as the downfall for his Hellboy reboot. He says, I think it failed before we began shooting because I didn't think that people didn't want us to make the movie. Uh, he posted on social media. Del Toro and Perlman created this iconic thing that we thought could be reinvented, and then the fans certainly, the loudest of the internet, was like, we do not want you to touch this. People were just very, very angry against it, and that's people's right. Uh, Del Toro perhaps is too busy tackling Hellboy 3 at the moment, the director just released Nightmare Alley and has a stop-motion musical adaptation of Pinocchio arriving on Netflix in December. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess, you know, I... I mean, look, you can do wonderful things with special effects now. Right. And I think that if if, the, if Guillermo said, you know what, I'm, I, I have an idea, I, he's probably already had the idea, just getting the, the funding to make it, I think... You could probably get away with a Kickstarter program <laughs> at this point. Um, I like those two movies. The pro- the problem is, I mean, I guess it depends on where it's at. Selma Blair, who played um, the lead actress in it, she's her health isn't that good. Um, so I don't know how well. 
I think what's his face, uh, Abe Sapien, the guy who plays Abe Sapien, the skinny guy who does Jones. Uh, J- J- he was also in Shape of Water. Uh, damn, Terry, not Terry Jones. Uh, shit. Well, he, the hugger. <laughs> He's very friendly and very open and very very sweet man. I think he Doug be, Jones. Doug Jones. I think he'd be up for it. Perlman obviously is up for it. Um, I I want to say Selma would maybe if her health was up to it, you could probably do it or at least have a, a some sort of a cameo of some sort. I guess it depends on how it ends because if she's supposed to be an integral part of the the, the three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's the same. That. They left, like, basically at the end of it, and that was, like, the cliffhanger right. ending. And you're was going, that they broke up, and you're like, what? Everyone yeah. broke up? It's like, what? You can't? No. And you're like, okay, well, let's all bring it on home, and maybe they could do it. I don't know. I think they. I think it's. it'd be nice to see. And in this day and age where everyone has, like, those kind of redemption stories where it's like, hey, you know what? Lucifer got canceled at Fox, but Netflix picked it up. Why can't someone go, like, yeah, you know what? Sony doesn't want to do Hellboy 3, but... This camp fan came. Like, look, if you can get Zack Snyder's Justice League off the ground, you probably can get Hellboy three off the ground. Well, yeah, no, uh, I think, uh, I think, I mean, I would like to see it, but you, you, you go to a point where you're going. So much time has gone by that you're going. Will it work? There'll be, there's going to be a lot of problems, and like I said, like like because I'm I'm like looking up. Selva Blair apparently has multiple sclerosis. Right, right, right. That's what I meant. Like, I, I didn't know exactly what it was, but yeah, she's been. She when you see her, she's like a walking with a cane and stuff. So she's uh, like I, her acting days are very limited, right? Um, to whatever she can do. I don't know if she's been in anything recent. You know, as far as like maybe like this is my life story, like maybe some. You know, to help spread awareness type stuff. Um, but I know that her and Sarah Michelle Geller are still friends. Uh, I think her and Christine Applegate are still friends. Like, they all talk and hang out and do things together. But because, um, you know, hey, look, it's the 90 girls I was such a big fan of. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I would, I mean, I like to see because I did like the first two a lot. Yeah. And, and you know, and. Um, kind of makes me want to go watch them when I get home. <laughs> Every time I think about the Hellboy movies, I go, I really like those movies. I like the first one more than I like the second one, but I don't think I give the second one. I think I saw it once. I really feel like I should see it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. She's been in. Uh, she's in Farmore that just came out last year. She played Glenn McAllister. I don't know what that is. Okay. She apparently was uh, Witch Hazel in the Ducktales TV series in 2020. Okay. Cartoon. A cartoon. <laughs> um, then she was the a dark foe. She was Dr. Doris Baxter. Uh, she was in, and that was 2020. Another 2020 was after we collided. So she is doing stuff. Right. She was in the Lost in Space TV series as uh, Jessica Harris. Oh, okay. But it's only like two two, se- right. two well, episodes. They, they, they finally gave like a season three, I think, on mm. Netflix. I, I think to f- finish it out. Uh, she was in Another Life, a TV series. She was Harper Glass until like 2019. So she's been doing stuff. Okay. You know, I don't know. I don't know what exactly these things are, but. Uh, right. But so there's a possibility of her becoming back to do right. that role. But I don't know. Like I said, it depends on, on the role and her. Like not knowing what those roles are. It could be like how to go to the full extreme. Christopher Reeve was still acting even though he was confined to a wheelchair. Mm. You know. I'm not saying she's confined to a wheelchair and that she can only take wheelchair-bound roles. 
like I said, I don't I don't know what that those stuff are, so I don't know what kind of acting role she's been in. Mm-hmm. Like if it's like a not it's like a one off episode, just to keep her acting chops. Some of them look like films, not just okay. TV stuff. She's been. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I like to see it, you know. I mean, of course, though, you're you're, you're, you're going, oh my god, he's seventy one, holy crap! Like, right, yeah. right. You go, oh my god, Ron Perlman's seventy one. But then it makes sense seeing how he was the Beast in the Beauty and the Beast TV show in the eighties. <laughs> Ron Perlman, not the most attractive man in the world. Eh. Okay, and I, I think you probably agree with me. And the roles that he got in the eighties were always hidden behind makeup. Like, uh, women loved Beauty and the Beast back then. It was Linda Hamilton and Ron Perlman. But Ron Perlman was the Beast, and he looked like a lion, and the makeup was so good. But women just swooned over that character. But when you saw him out of the makeup, a lot of women were like, that's him? Like, right away, their libido kind of got killed a little bit. Because he looks kind of caveman-ish, you know? Uh, He was in a movie that I loved, Name of the Rose, where he plays Sean Connery's in it and Christian Slater. Oh right, right. right. Where it's like a, they're they're like a it's like a murder mystery set in a, they're monks. Right, it sounds weird. Like <laughs> Christian Slater and Sean Connery together in a movie, and Ron Perlman plays the hunchback. But it wasn't again not an attractive role, and I think it wasn't until like you know even Hellboy behind cakes of makeup. I don't think it wasn't until Sons of Anarchy, a TV show, where he started gaining more. Like even when he's in, like he was in Pacific Rim as like a, a character, he kind of had some, you know, he had the, the eye, the the right, right, yeah, like he played in a, a role. He's played a Russian soldier in uh, uh, Enemy at the Gates, right? You know, it was a short-lived Schultz, uh, character part, but it was it was good. But it was it, he's a great actor. I follow him on, on Facebook and, and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. He's really you know entertaining, mm. and I always liked anything he's in. I'm like, all right, it's gonna be good. Like I know he he's he's pretty good, or at least he'll, you know he'll have fun with it. Yes. Um, my last article, Ed, for the night, because I do have a bunch of articles here about Pinoc- live action Pinocchio and uh, Peter Dinklage, mm. and uh, it's then I don't really feel like getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try to end the note on a fun note. All right. uh, this article goes back to January twenty seventh, so it was a few weeks ago. Uh, Nicholas Cage proclaims, "I am goth." Heading ahead uh, of playing Dracula, says his pet crow in, and says his pet crow insults him. <laughs> oh, I'm goth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is from Variety, so you know it's legit source. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Nicolas Cage once played the man who convinced he's a vampire in 1989's Vampire Kiss. But he's about to go full bloodsucker as Dracula in Universal's upcoming horror movie, Renfield. Most moviegoers probably don't need convincing that he has what it takes to transform into the most iconic vampire in film history. But rest assured, Cage lives a goth lifestyle off camera. (laughs) (laughs) The actor said as much uh, in a recent interview with the Los Angeles Times, revealing he even owns a black black crow as a pet. Uh, Cage's pet crow is named Hoogan. Hogan. Hogan? Hogan? No, Hoogan. H-O-O. That'd be Hoogan. Hoogan. Right. Yeah. Uh, and lives in the actor's Las Vegas home inside a geodisc dome. <laughs> nah. According to Cage, oh, he has taken the calling me names. It's comical. At least it is to me. When I leave the room, he'll say bye, and, I, and then go, S. 
Crows are very intelligent, and I like their appearance. The Edgar Allan Poe aspect, I like the goth element. I am a goth. <laughs> uh, side of, the side of Cage's personality can partly explain why the role of Dracula in Renfield might have, might have attracted the Oscar winner. Cage also said that watching James Wan's horror movie Malignant last year made playing a vampire and starring in a horror movie all the more appealing. Uh, the key, I think, is movement, Cage said. I saw a movie called Malignant, and the and director James Wan and the actress Annabelle Wallace created this choreography that was terrifying. Um, so I'm hoping to do something like that where Dracula can either glide or move like Sadako in Ringu. <laughs> Cage is star, set to star in Renfield opposite Nicholas Holt in the title role. Chris McKay, the filmmaker behind the Tomorrow War and the Lego Batman movie, is directing. Uh, fuck you, I love the fuck. Uh, you can say what you want. That Lego Batman movie is probably one of the best Batman movies ever made. <laughs> He's uh, producing Renfield from what? That was not one of the best Batman I, movies. It's one of the best Batman movies I, in recent years, yes. Okay. I'm gonna, it's, <laughs> I think. Right. It was definitely better than The Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> or Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was a far better portrayal of the Joker than in The Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, let's see. It's... Um, it's it's a screenplay by Rick and Morty scribe Ryan Ridley. How am I supposed to take this movie serious? Ed? I say you know, like like everything so far is like comedy. I mean, comedy. You got you got Nicolas Cage in it. Right away, you're going okay. He can go over the top on a lot of stuff. A lot. <laughs> Ghost Rider. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Scraping at the door. <laughs> You know, I, and 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 it's written by Chris. That's uh, the filmmaker behind the Tomorrow War, director Chris McKay, the Lego Batman movie and Tomorrow War. That's got Chris Pratt in it. So I don't yeah. know if that was any good. Uh, he's directing and producing. Uh, the scribe is from Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, geez, Drac. I don't know. Am I supposed to eat this bug? Damn it, Morty. Just eat the bug. <laughs> Damn it, Renfield. <laughs> oh, cheese track. <laughs> uh, the upcoming film is expected to take place in the present day. It's not clear how much will stick to the source material. Bram Stoker's 1897 horror novel, Dracula. I'm going to say none. None. The book's over 100 years old at this point. You could take liberties with it. Oh, you and I can make a Dracula movie, and no one's going to bat an eye because it's, it's, it's we call it public domain at this point. I can dress up like Dracula and pretend I'm Nicolas Cage playing Dracula and be like, oh, I've come to suck your blood. Blah. I'm more like a plasma protector. <laughs> I drink the blood and it helps me to survive. There you go. I think we found our new niche. We're going to write movies that you're going to do bad impressions of. Right. I have my bat off. <laughs> I think I think we found it. <laughs> like, is he doing Nicolas Cage or Keanu Reeves? It's hard to tell. No, Keanu Reeves is more like, dude, like, whoa. Oh. Nicolas Cage is more like, oh, whoa. <laughs> see <It's>, the difference? <laughs> you got to see the difference. I mean, Keanu Reeves is like, 
whoa. <laughs> and, and Nicolas Cage is more like, whoa. <laughs> It's in the eyes. You you can't see it here. It's acting. <laughs> uh, more like a script protector. <sighs> what? I know kung fu, dude. No, you don't know kung fu. I know kung fu. I'm Dracula. No, I'm John Wick. Whoa. I'm Neo. Whoa. I'm Dracula. Bah. Uh, save your crosses ladies <laughs> that definitely sounds more like Keanu <laughs> pop quiz hot shot if I raise this window this 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 I forget what it's called if I pull this string and open up the curtains will there will there not be sunrise figure it out you got 10 seconds or the girl dies. <laughs> uh, well, I want to say maybe I don't want to play your games. <laughs> Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you don't understand. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> Nicholas Cage has more of a draw to his voice, I think. I will come for your blood, man. And Keanu is more kind of up here and like, yo, dude, I don't understand. If I take this steak and put it into your heart, you're going to die, dude. <laughs> no, man, I will not just die, dude. I will be reborn. Into something you cannot understand. <laughs> You've been doing the last, the same voice for the last five minutes. <laughs> I don't know if you're doing Nick Cage or Keanu. <laughs> no, Nicholas Cage kind of draws it out more, like, "Oh, I'm Nicholas Cage," and then Keanu Reeves is a little bit higher and faster. I think. Oh, I'm Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Can we all? <laughs> no, there's a there's a there's an inflection, man. <laughs> was that Keanu or Nick? It was Nick. <laughs> that sounded like Keanu to me. No, man, you don't understand. See, I don't think I don't think Nick Cage uses the man's. That's what you're, you're right. Off. You're right. You're probably right. <laughs> no, dude. Otherwise, <laughs> Nicholas Cage's best clips. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a little Shatner in there. Like I don't know what you two talking about. <laughs> and then a little Christopher Walken. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That was the worst one. I know. That was my worst one yet. Uh, hey, it's me, Mario. Look at me. I'm a Dracula. Huh? I'm a Dracula. My, my brother Luigi, he's a Renfield. That's the kind of movie I'd see. Where I am a Dracula. Blah. It's a me, a Dracula. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my brother Luigi, he's uh, eating spiders. 
He's at Renfield. He's a drinking the blood through the spiders. I don't know about this. There we go. Oh. It's a fine Luigi. Just follow my lead. Okay. Oh. We go save the princess from the evil Bowser. Oh. <laughs> and in today's market, the princess, she'd be the Van der Helsen. She'd be the one to murder me. <laughs> Instead of murdering me, we fall in love. <laughs> Bowser plays your grumpy father who tries to take her away from me. <laughs> but no, I will follow her to every castle, <laughs> all through all of Romania, <laughs> till I have my one, the true love. <laughs> She's gonna stake you, Mario. No, Luigi, you'll be fine. Get some pizza on the way, some lasagna, any kind of stereotype I can think of, and we'll be fine. It'd be a fun ride, Luigi. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come with your tits, Luigi. It'd be fine. I'm your bigger brother, Dracula. Actually, I think I'm the younger brother. I think I'm older. <laughs> I think I'm. The, I gotta ask. The, I gotta ask on the Google. I gotta Google. I gotta Google it. I'm gonna ask it. Who's older, Mario or Luigi? Huh? Huh? Hold on. <laughs> Luigi's portrayal is taller, younger brother of Mario. Oh, okay. And usually seen dressed in green shirt, dark blue overalls, and a green hat with the L in insignia. In case you didn't know who the fuck my brother was. <laughs> He's the guy with the L on his head. He's green. <laughs> I'm not that Elvis for a loser. <laughs> no, it stands for the Luigi. <laughs> Lovable. You're lovable. You're not the loser. You're lovable. Lovable Luigi, I tell the people. That's <laughs> all the girls. <laughs> we found Ed's one, one, one impersonation, Luigi. <laughs> yeah, I don't he, know. He, he shakes his hands, too. He's really into it. That's <laughs> me. Luigi, be fine. The, the, the hands that move around this, this studio when we're doing a show, we can make a windmill <laughs> go, holy crap. You have to you have to shake your hands when you're talking to Italian, Ed. When you think you're Italian, you got to have the little eye of my munja munja. You got to understand my brother Luigi. He's a crazy person. He ain't eating the bugs. <laughs> Only one time. Why do you keep bringing that up? <laughs> Whoa, dude, dude. Just calm down. Take a pill. Stand in my phone booth and we go anywhere you want to go. All right. All right, folks, that's it. Thanks for listening. That's it. Come on. If you haven't figured it out, I don't know what to tell you. It's been, what, two and a half hours at this point? It's fucking... Geeksters. <laughs> it's been two hours and fifteen minutes. Two right. hours and fifteen minutes of prime time of laugh riots, eh? <laughs> not to mention the other half hour that's not been recorded. Because <laughs> uh, we fucked up at the beginning of the show. You know, had to get the sea legs back. <laughs> yes. You know, I could only swim so far. We had to turn the microphones on. We had to get the PCs running. And next, you know, hey, look, geeks is back alive. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, if you haven't already gone to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. 
Don't forget, hey, you know what? I think we're on Spotify. I just want to throw that out there. Listen to us. Yeah, we're on Spotify. We are. We're, we, 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 we're not Neil Young. <laughs> we're, not, we're not Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. And we're not some of those old hippies that decided to go, I don't know what this modern music is. I think we're going to take ourselves off of it. We, we, we don't have enough. We don't have enough balls. We don't have enough clout to take us off Spotify. Fuck you, Spotify. If it's either them or us, <laughs> <laughs> who are you guys? <laughs> We're geeksters. <laughs> Can't you tell? It's right there in the name, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, uh, folks. You can find us on Spotify if you don't feel like going with the Joe Rogan Experience or the non-existent Crosby, Stills, the Eyes, and Young music. <laughs> We're right there, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Probably closer to the more Joe Rogan side, except without the wackiness and political intrigue and <laughs> real people. And people know who we are. Right. <laughs> you know, news radio is the best, though. There you go. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening, folks. Go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Uh, we've already said that, but if you haven't already gone to uh, contact Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or in contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.